My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. 32 women from 13 different countries with unique styles and journeys, all with one common goal, to become the winner of the first ever May Young Classic. Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by Dan White. And it is time. It's the Pod WNR's Podcast Extra, and we're bringing you the semi finals and the final of the May Young Classic. Dan, what a journey it's been, isn't it? It's certainly been an interesting one, yeah. We've seen some great matches. We've seen a couple of letdowns, but I think the good outweighs the bad so far in this tournament. Yeah, it's been incredible. 32 women, four remain. Three matches, but only one winner of the May Young Classic. And what are the two semi-final matches here today, Dan? We've got Kari Sane going against Tony Storm. And we've got Mercedes Martinez going against your pick, the knocked-out my pick, Shania Basler. Yeah, but she's going against, there, like I said, Martinez, who knocked both of our picks out as well. Can she knock a second of mine out? Uh, we should say before we go on, anybody's never listened to a podcast before, what you're doing Go back, we've done a playlist on YouTube and on SoundCloud of the May Young Classic. All episodes are on there, all five that will be there, all four at the moment. The first round, part one and part two, the second round and the quarterfinals that released at the weekend. Thank you everybody for listening to us. Of course, we will bring you the final after these two semis. We're on episode seven at the moment, the May Young Classic, released September 4th on the WWE Network. And we're releasing it now. We should say we have league tables and points and this white matters for because before the tournament began, me and Dan, we had three picks, didn't we, Dan? Uh, yes, we did indeed. My three picks were Princesca Sergei, Candice LeRae, and uh, Vanessa Bourne. And mine was, of course, Shania Basler, Tessa Blanchard, and Zia Lilly. Didn't make out the first round, of course, got beaten by Martinez. Um, we should, I should say as well that Tessa Blanchard lost to um, uh, Ka- Kyrie Sane. Kari Sane, which is interesting when you think the two women that beat me in the first round have gone through to the semi-finals, you know. So there's a lot to say about that. And, of course, uh, Basil, that's there. And what happens to your three picks, Dan? Uh, Serena D beat Vanessa Bourne in the first round. Uh, Princess Sergei, she beat Kaylee Ray in the first round, then lost to Mercedes Martinez in the second. Uh, Candice LeRae, she beat Renee Michelle in the first round. She beat Candice Savoy, uh, Nicole Savoy in the second round, but she lost to Shania Basler in the third or and, the quarterfinals. And the quarterfinals, and I know you weren't happy about it, Dan, because you said about holding, uh, having to hold 
on for too long afterwards, unsportsmanlike behaviour. But Baslaw said before in the promo leading up to this match that, yeah, she wants to send a message. That's what she wants to do. And holding it on a little bit longer, that's what she can do. And that's what she wants to do. And it sends a message out to everybody in the competition. And now it's semi-final time. And see Ronda Rousey at ringside for Baslaw. And that might have proved just a confident point for her. But she's going against one of the most dangerous women in the whole of the tournament, isn't she? She is, yes. I mean, Martinez had looked dangerous throughout the whole tournament since round one. How did she get on? <clears throat> well, Mercedes Martinez, she beat Keely in the first round, your pick. She beat Princessa Sergei in the second round, my pick. And she beat Abby Leif in the quarterfinals to get to where she is yeah. now. Uh, I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, Basil's had a difficult run here, hasn't she? Going against Sedham in the first round, beating Mia Yim in the second round, and of course, your pick, Candice LeRae, in the quarterfinals. I mean, Martinez, it's going to be tough. And both of these women's styles, they suit each other, don't they? I think this is going to be a very MMA-style kind of uh, hard-hitting affair. But then, don't you think that's been quite the theme? Because, you know, Zeda, she was quite an MMA-style-ish Mia Yim was also in that same category, and so was Candice LeRae. And then, you know, also going against Mercedes Martinez, she's also, you know, an MMA-style fighter. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. They're kind of protecting Baslaw, giving her kind of uh, opponents that suit her well. And that's what we've seen, and Martinez is that step up. One interesting thing we should say, so Taylor tape time for the semifinals. Baslaw, called Shan- Shania Baslaw. Five foot seven, submission grappling, the Kafuda driver, and from the USA, Dan. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, she's five foot seven as well. House, her finisher is the Fisherman's Buster, and she's also from the US of A. So, do you think these matches are going to get a bit more time then? I think they will. I mean, we've got yeah. You know, each program has been an hour. I think that's what hindered the quarterfinals a little bit being so short matches. I think the stretch over two episodes, I would have been happy about it. You know, giving it a little bit more time. But yes, I definitely think the semi-finals, semi-finals will be a lot longer. Are we going to get a handshake at the start? Yes, we do. And, and what's the reason for that, Dan? Uh, well, that is Shania Basler used to be under Martinez's wing when she started her. Yeah, exactly. She's uh, Martinez is a veteran and she helped train Basler up when Basler was up and coming. And Martinez says she's been there, done that. She's, uh, like the old saying goes, but she's taught Basil everything she knows. She's not taught everything Martinez knows. There's a sign of respect there that Basil hasn't shown in the entire tournament. Will it come back to haunt her in this one by showing too much respect to Martinez? It's interesting, isn't it, you know? Uh, it certainly is, yes. So we'll see what happens. And in the early going, they're just filling out process. Uh-oh. But as I say that... <laughs> as you say that, yeah, Martinez starts unloading on Basler. Showing her that she's, she's not one to be fucked with. I don't think anybody's really brought it to Basler yet. In the they did for the five minutes. But like, I don't think anybody from the early going hard hitting got right in her face, which Martinez is doing. But again, right you know, we, we, we said that with Martinez. She didn't really get much of a, a challenge with Zia Lee. She didn't get much of a challenge with Princess Sergeya. And she didn't even get much of a challenge with Abby Leif. I mean, yeah. Abby Leif, she... Surpassed all expectations, first off beating Jazzy Gay, but then beating Rachel Evers after being dominated throughout the majority of the match. And, uh, you know, against Martinez, she didn't even have a chance. I know, this is the thing. So, Martinez at the moment is supremely 
confident and she seems to have one up on Basler at the moment because it is the old line and the um, the young line. Young line wants to take its frame, but all the tricks that the old line knows, and like I said, catching Basler's foot there, just let it go, just saying, that's what I can do. If you want to trade kicks and punches, I'm ahead of you there. If you want to go on the ground, I know all about that. It's a really difficult situation for Basel. Not like you care, Dan, but I'm saying in my point of view, <coughs> this is the worst opponent she could go against. And being caught with the chops and the forearms. She must have been hit by about 34 arms already in this match. Not 34 arms, but you know. 34. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the actual number 34. Basel's down. And the fans absolutely loving it. I think all the fans in attendance, including me, want to see Basler getting beaten. Uh, well, yeah, well, everybody apart from me, as uh, Martina slows it down, gets the uh, sleeper hold in. And like I say, my, uh, Basler's talked herself up. A lot of uh, hype going into this tournament as well. Can it pay off and will she come up short? You know, one match away, making the final. No one remembers the semi-finalist, Dan. It's always about who was in the final. No one remembers a semi-finalist. Apart from the CWC where I got through to the semi-final. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, in my opinion, I you know, and again, not being biased, I don't think Shania Basler has had a good match. You know, considering like uh, Niven and Storm in the previous round, they had a, a great match. Leif and Martinez has had some good matches. You know, Martinez hasn't really had the greatest of matches. Her best one was against Leif in the previous round. And, you know, Kari Sane, she's had some brilliant matches. Even her first round match against Terry, Tessa Blanchard was a very good match against, Sane, uh, against Dakota Kai as well. So, you know, I, th- I think it also help- goes on match quality as well. I know being dominant is a good quality, but... But I think that's all down to a point of view, though. I think if you if you enjoy the kind of hard-hitting, kind of MMA style that she's given, then I think you can be a good man. But I again, think... you know, I, I think quality helps. I mean, I've seen Brock Lesnar have a few good... In, in, in essence, the male equivalent to Tanya Basler. You know, even like someone, uh, Braun Strowman as well, you know, a dominating force. Even he's had a couple of good matches. Yeah. I understand that she's very new to I the I think Basler's has had, I think we look back at my rate, she had a four out of five against uh, 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 Candice LeRae in the last round. I think Basler has had good matches. I don't think, like I say, maybe, a, a, but that's not what Basler's gimmick's all about at the moment in time. She's not going out there to have fantastic matches. She's just trying to go out there uh, to get the victory, so to speak. And this is what we've seen, you know. Anyway, back to the match. And since we've been talking, Basler hit the f- combination. Then they hit the knee in the corner, took her down with a gut wrench, carried on holding her up, hit her with another gut wrench, go for the cradle in the pin, couldn't get Martinez down. When they went to the leg lock, wearing a down a submission hold, we've seen Martinez now fight out of that. Now she's got the submission in. But Basler's managed to fight her way out of that, and both women are kneeling down. Delivering big elbows to each other. It's like a modified STF that Martinez had on. And I'm not going to lie to you, Martinez, uh, Baslor looks like she's been in the fight in this one. She's sweating profusely. We don't know how long the limit can go, you know. Even in MMA, they get a break after every five minutes. So this might be different conditioning for her. Like we, I talked about with her, trying to get used to it. But she responds to that slap there by Martinez. A huge forearm. And then gets hit in the face. And I think she's smirking, Dan. No, she isn't smoking a cigarette. She's just got a grin on her face. <laughs> well, not anymore. 
But again, you know, Mercedes Martinez is trying to punch that grin off of her face. She is, and will kick it as well if she can, as we see Rousey at ringside. And look at this, Basler now with a kick, trying to get her up. The power, no. Oh, but Martinez with a backslide, delivers a forearm, and then she gets her in a fisherwoman suplex. Lovely, and she hits it. Oh, but she can't capitalise. We see Martinez winning with that move a couple of times, but it's the arm and the leg that caused Martinez a problem. Can't get over to Basler. Which is a good thing for me. We should say with the points. I don't know if I mentioned it. We've got bonus points on the line. Because, uh, damn, we've got one point first to get through the quarterfinal. We both got a point apiece. But then, unfortunately, because I knocked you out, it was 2-1. Oh! And speaking of two, that's what we had there. 3-1, actually, dick. Yes. But, then, because I beat you, I got another point for that. And I got through to the semi-final. So, yes, 3-1. If I get... If Basel managed to pull it out of the final, 4-1. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah, one if she wins, Dan. 6-1. 5-1. 6-1. One to the final. Yeah, and then two for oh, winning two it. Two points for winning it, yeah. <laughs> All right. And Martinez <coughs> doesn't want me to get those points. Well, don't count your chickens just yet, Sunshine. She is back suplexing... Basler, Basler's in serious trouble this one. Oh. oh, she gets hit with a second. I'm just stating facts now, I'm just stating facts. Yeah. And the fact is, Martinez now trying to hit another Fisherman suplex. Basler's oh. having none of that. Oh. Then gets caught with a big boat. Uh oh. <clears throat> another attempt, but Basler's pulling her leg away so she can't hook it. And now she powers Martinez up. Oh! There we go, right into the submission hold. That's beating everyone so far in the tournament she's faced. Martinez, can she get out of it? Oh, she's got her way out. And her forearm's locked in. And we saw how quickly Candice Ray tapped out. Martinez holding on for longer. Oh, not long enough. And Rousey celebrates and I celebrate. Shania Basler makes it through to the final of the May Young Classic. It gives me another point, and if we keep the score at home, 4-1 now as uh, Basler through. But, Dan, what did you think of the match? Um, personally, I thought Martinez performed brilliantly. Basler, again, she's she's not done anything to impress me. And I'm, again, not being biased because I was not, you know, my competitor was knocked out by her, but she hasn't done anything impressive. She's hit a few knee strikes. She's hit a few forearm strikes. Uh, you know, that set-out powerbomb, it didn't look pretty. And then she hit the, the chokehold him. She has done one thing impressive, though. What's that? Get through to the May Young Classic final. So, I mean, we'll, so we shall see. Yeah. She awaits. She's, a first, she's through. She awaits Tony Storm, Chloe Sane. i got to say, I enjoyed that. It was a hard-hitting affair between these two women. A lot of respect shown by um, Baslor to Martinez in that. I think caught her out in the first, like, say, opening five, ten minutes of this. You can tell it's a little bit longer. <laughs> But once Basler had submission in, there's no doubt this is Basler's toughest match. But there is a tougher match to come, and that will be the final. Uh, Halo, uh to get through, and Martinez has looked brilliant. But unfortunately, the run is over. And like I say, fair play to her. Would you want to see Martinez again? Yeah, most definitely. I thought she'd done really well. Triple H, sir. Yeah, Triple H and Stephanie there as Basler. Give her a fucking pedigree, Triple H. Let her know what it's like to hit a real move. Are we going to see any respect? Oh, isn't that lovely? There you go. It makes you feel better inside, doesn't it, Dan? 
Basla Martinez hugging each other. She said, you go and you win it. And Stephanie pleased as well. Stephanie Triple H there. They've not been there all along. They've just shown up, by the way. <laughs> that would be difficult, wouldn't it? But Basler does win, and she is through. Fair play, Basler. Again, you know, winning's winning, whether you do it pretty or you do it ugly. Exactly. And, Sarah, and she is fuck ugly. <laughs> Sarah Matto there, congratulating Martinez as Triple H awards the flowers to Basler. <laughs> Basler, you want flowers there. She goes through. But the question is, Dan, who does she face? Right now, I want to I wanna just quick, quickly say, who's she going to be? Is it going to be Kyrie Sane or is it going to be Tony Storm? Go. Uh, Tony Storm. Yeah, I honestly think that uh, maybe, I think the, the Japanese, Japanese? I think the pirate, I think the elbow-dropping pirate-wearing Japanese-talented Kyrie Sane in this one. But it's going to be a tough match. It's going to be tough. I've been impressed with both of these women as we go through. We've not finished yet. Stephanie now raising the arm, Basler. But one more match, Dan. Oh, my. One more match. Oh, my. One more semi-final match. Do you know what Rocket League is? It's a game. Yeah, you know what it is? Football and cars. I know. Cars and football flying. Is it the shittest game or most awesomest of games that you've ever seen? Shittest of games. I think so. So, the Pirates here. Do you know why she's a Pirate for, Dan? Because they are. Because she are. I'll work on that still. Anyway. Sane <laughs> touches the trophy. Will that be the <clears throat> end of Sane in this competition? Go Tony against... Storm's won this then. Oh, my God. Going against Tony Storm. Well, if that's the case, yeah, she breaks tradition and that happens. Oh, my word. Kyrie Sane's here. Going against Tony Storm. We'll get the Taylor tape and everything like this first. So why are you backing Tony Storm to win? Because she's beautiful. Is that it? You sexist bastard. Sherry Shack was right. I'm judging her on her looks. <laughs> she's good looking. I thought she's performed well. She hasn't had the greatest of matches. I think her best match was against Piper Niven in the quarterfinals. I think she's going from strength to strength. She certainly looks the part of a wrestler. And, you know, she, she's got it in the ring. She'd get it in the ring. <laughs> All right, too. And, uh, yeah, you know, he, I think she's got that it factor yes and you like to put it all over wouldn't you i understand that uh and, and she, i bet she makes a great sandwich she well uh, the thing is at least two i would have said saints are more talented but storm has really delivered in this tournament i think if i what's that, that my love? love i think if i look back at her matches you know like i said niven was a great match uh, Sane's matches Dakota Kai was a great match Lacey Evans wasn't too bad that we saw her in as um, well again you know I've only given Aisha Raymond and Tony Storm a three Evans and Storm I gave that a three Niven and Storm I gave a four out of four and a half out of five. Oh yeah you're right two and a half uh, three it's freeze Kari Sane that we've got a four out of five for me against Tessa Blanchard uh, Sane against Belair that got a five out of five for me and uh, Sane against Dakota Kai, that got a four out of five. So, you know, Sane has produced the best matches, but there's something about Storm. Yeah, exactly. Like I say, Sane, though, Blanchard, Bianca Belair and Dakota Kai, they've been tough opponents getting there, haven't they? She's not had it easy. Oh, no, definitely not. Uh, we see the handshake to begin with, and Tony Storm on the way here, though, has upset the odds as well. So, interesting matchup between these two. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. The fans, both, you know, fan favourites, you would say. So, either gets through, you wouldn't be that surprised. And now, 
Sane using the great wrestling moves that she knows, and Storm wants to counter that. She went move for move with um, Piper Niven in the last round, so you would expect some of the same here against Sane. And, of course, the match length as well. We're hoping for a little bit more. Storm seems to be coming out on top in the early going. Oh, both women grappling. You know, both women looking very good. It's going to be difficult getting the advantage because, like I say, you don't want to make a mistake if Storm takes Sane down, rolls on her back. The thing is, making a mistake at this point, like I say, no one remembers the semi-finalists. So it would be heartbreaking for either of these women not to get Well, through. I remember a quarter-finalist. Her name was Piper Niven. And now Sane's got... <laughs> Sane's got... And Candice LeRae. And look at this, Dan. Backstage, Basler, who knows she's through to the final, watching on scouting the talent. Could be either or. Finding a way to get out of certain moves. It's the advantage, maybe, the other girls haven't got. And look at Tony Storm just rolling out of that. Well, so neither of these women was watching the match that was on before them then? Yeah, They okay. just stood there with their fucking eyes closed. Yeah, but they didn't... <laughs> they might have been... What, you say they don't prepare for the matches then? They're just there watching the TV, not getting ready, not, you know what I mean, not stretching. Well, in front of them while they're stretching. Yeah. Well, I don't know I'd how you I'd watch stretch. TV while I'm stretching. Yeah, around. do you watch TV when you're stretching? I don't. Have you never been to the gym? Oh, yeah. Pfft. Ha 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 Tony Storm You get horrible You're still not over the fact Yeah, How, how many days ago was it now Alright she got beaten Dan The better woman won Who will be the better woman in this semi-final Anyway match? the match has started Yes well, I've, been, I've been calling saying. it whilst you've been, been shouting insane With the forearms to Storm Irish Ritz are into the corner Oh but Storm lifts up Deposits her to the outside Ooh. Goes for the forearm, but Sane ducks it and goes low. Sane had it scouted, and like I said, now it's going to go high off the top. Oh, Storm runs towards her. Sane jumps over the top. Goes for a clothesline, but Sane manages to duck it and deliver a lovely drop kick of her own. That was beautiful. Storm is down. What can Sane do? I don't think he's going to put away this early. Can Sane weather the storm? I have to. She might go insane if she can't. Storm brings her down. And there's definitely a weather change. Storm getting her breath back, going for the cover. Oh, only getting a one count, though. One. And now, what's this? Oh. Storm had the arm in an uncomfortable position and kicked off. Oh. And this is a lot slower in the early going than I anticipated. But like you say, they've been through... This is their fourth match so far. And the punishment they've taken is Sane bouncing back off that uppercut. But not that one gets taken down. Storm for the cover. Oh. Sane managing to kick out. Ah. Come on, Tony. Tony, 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 Tony. Tony would be quite cool with saying, like, WrestleMania coming out with a pirate ship. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that could be pretty cool, wouldn't it? The whole Pirates of the Caribbean fucking thing. Anyway, back to the match. Sane. What's that, that, my love? love? Kari saying Irish whipping Tony Storm, but she catches herself on the rope. Sane went running oh, in. Storm. Storm going flying. Ooh. Oh, I think she was uh, playing a bit of uh, trickery there. Jumps through the ropes, lands on the ring apron, but Sane grabs her leg and drags her off down to the wafer-thin mats below. James, you know how thick they are? You've not mentioned it in the entire tournament, you know that? Less than two millimetres I thought thick. they were reinforced for this tournament, but... Only for Piper Niven. Mia Yim now to the top. Is she going to be offensive to Tony Storm? Oh, Jump! Oh, ho, ho, ho. Fuck me. It's all right. These still ramp caught me. <laughs> caught. <laughs> caught her Shit, face. Shit, well. Stuff the, uh, uh, knock storm. 
Sane come off the top right with a big crossbody and head-butted the metal entrance way, oh, as we're going to see again. That was awesome. And we can see the mark on Sane's face. And fair play to her managing to get up to her feet with a smile on her face. And a smile on her face and a scar on her cheek. Can she put Storm in? And that's why it's called high risk, everybody. But then it is also high reward. And now throwing her in. Can she get the pin? Storm managing to kick out. Uh, our 87th kick out. And now same. <laughs> <laughs> same with a Boston crab or will it be the Japanese crab? The Tokyo, Tokyo crab. crab. <laughs> <laughs> She's got it in. And Storm in a oh, little bit of trouble. Boston. Yeah. Oh, Boston. Storm trying to get to the ropes. Let's go, Tony. You mentioned in uh, Kari Sane coming out of WrestleMania in a, in a boat. Do you reckon Shania Basler would come out in the back of a bus because that's what she fucking looks like? <laughs> Did I? I still think you got a problem about it. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, back to the match. And it looked like Sane was going to go for the elbow. Storm folds her up with a lovely German suplex. Now it's heating up a little bit. It's been a bit quiet. Storm building momentum. Going for that butt bump in the corner. Building up some more momentum. But oh. Sane comes out and hits her with a big shoulder block. And Sane putting her body on the line there. Taking Sane out. And you can see the mark on Sane's face. And that was desperation for her as well. Of course, she's bleeding. See the impact on Tony Storm's bum there. Oh. Oh, well, it was kind of a spear. And both women running towards each other. So it was a lot more of a a momentum. Easy for you to say, Dan. It's Tony Storm struggling to get to her feet. (laughs) Candice Ray's my favourite one, though. And now both women exchanging huge forearms. This really has turned into a slugfest. Well, both women going strike for strike. The fans cheering along with both of them as well. Oh. Insane. Certainly heating things up. With a guttural scream. But Storm responds with a kick. Here comes Storm Irish Whip. Oh, oh. oh but gets caught with them patented... Double hand chops. Coming in, running for the ropes. And now is Sane calling for the end here. Well, she's going to try and hit that big elbow off the top. Goes running up. Storm's in trouble. Oh, Storm recovers though. Oh, oh my gets word. Gets up and delivers a big slap to carry Sane's face. And now she's got her. Getting her muscle buster. And Tony Storm just walk around the ring. Look at the power. Oh. Bang, plants her. Bridges out one. Two. Oh. And Tony Storm was a fag paper away from getting that victory there. Paper. Storm cannot believe it. What's it going to take to put down... What's it going to take to put down Sane in this one? Both women want to be through desperately. There can only be one to face. Basler in the final. Where James got three points for reaching the final because he's got one point for knocking me out. One point for reaching the se- semi-final, Four. and another point for <laughs> beating. I've got another point as well. Four points. Else. You've beaten you quarter-final, semi-final, final. Thank you for four points, me. Dan. Come on! Oh my God! Same went for the forearm. Stop it! Oh, but she's got a lovely armbar locked in. Oh my! And Curry Sane looks in all sorts of trouble. Can she reach the ropes? I don't think she can from there. The arm being properly wrenched back. Sane's got no choice, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but it does look like she's going to have to tap out. Oh, here we go. This is it. Storm is through to the final. 
Can Sane weather the storm? I think Sane's going to be out. I think Sane's out. She's going to tap. There we go. No. Just grasped at the canvas. And that is a toughness of Kari Sane there. Still being in this match. And the oh, arm. She's managing to turn her body. Get round into a pinning combination. One. Oh. oh. Two count there. And. Oh. Both of them in headbutting each yeah, other. Sane. Or was, uh, Sane got headbutt by Storm. Sane ran into Storm there. And now Storm looks. Can Storm finish off Kari Sane here? Here we go. Oh. oh, that big leg drop that finished off Piper Niven. Oh, I think she landed straight on Sane's head, but might have damaged her... Um, what's that bone there? Coccyx. Might have damaged the coccyx, ran, landed right on that. And Kari's Sane, how is she getting up before <laughs> Tony Storm? My word, what a risk that was. And like I said earlier, not much reward. Indeed, yes. Well, I think uh, Storm landed on uh, Sane's fist. <laughs> well, if she got fisted by Sane, how tough that is! Oh, oh, and a spinning back fist there. Knocks Tony Storm off her feet. Absolutely beautiful. And now, you want to play submissions. Here we go. And grabbing the back, grabbing the legs of Storm. Folding her up there like a pretzel. But just wrenching back. Oh, delivers an elbow drop to the back as well. And now the finger suggests that she's going to go for it. The diving elbow finish off Tony Storm here in what's been an incredible match so far. It's been a great match, yeah. Both women performing really well. Is it going to end? Sane calling for it. Here she goes off the top. Oh! Big elbow delivered to the back of Storm. Could this be it? One, two, two three. three. My God. Unbelievable effort by both ladies. The diving elbow that has got the job done. And every one of her matches gets it done again on Tony Storm. But uh, I, I really enjoyed that one. Dan, what did you think? I thought it was a great match, yeah. Uh, Kari Sane done brilliantly. Tony Storm, again, performing out of her skin. I think this is Storm's best match, but not Sane's. I think Kari Sane's uh, best match is still against Bianca Bella. Well, I think what's weird, if I look back on this quickly... Sane Blanchard, which was the match when it first round, that got four out of five. Then in the second round, who did Sane go against? Bianca Belair with the long hair. Which I say was an awesome match. And then in the quarterfinals, she went against Kai, which I said was over four stars. And now I've said this is over four or five. So she hasn't had a match less than four out of five. And I'm going to go on record now and saying it, my woman of the tournament, Kari Sane. Win or lose in the final against Sanya Basler. And she's probably going to lose because how much Triple H and Stephanie love her. And it's best for business if Basler wins. But Kari's saying she's been the outstanding woman of the I, I know, I know it's my pick, but I completely disagree with you. I think that Kari saying is the favourite going in. Because as I mentioned earlier, with the four horsemen, four, four, four horsewomen thing... Basler winning and then going to NXT doesn't make any sense. Uh, if if Sane was to win the tournament, she'd be perfect fit to not only replace Oscar but go for vision as well in NXT. Whereas I don't think Basler could do that yet with her style of wrestling. She works better on the main roster, Raw SmackDown, protected I, with a group. I, I, well, you know, saying that if the rest of the four horsewomen are as bad as she is in the ring, 
I don't reckon they stand a chance. But you, like, th- you know, being there thinking, yes. Yes, I know, but Rousey is a, Rousey's a name, isn't it? You know what it's like. Yeah, I know out, her name will sell it. I mean, they've had fucking Shaq in a gimmick battle royal. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it, it could work. Again, you know, I, I don't think she's she's good enough to be impressive. I think, yeah, the name's going to work, but it's not going to work for as long as either of these other women. Yes. Any of these other semi-finals, they're not going to be able to have, the, you know, Basler's not going to have the longevity. Well, look, Basler's already been overshadowed by Rousey as well, like we're saying. And also, uh, like said, it's all about Rousey for this one. And Sane is the perfect fit going through. Uh, as I think I see to be, you know, in NXT and everything like this, whereas Basler will event, it's, it's all, it's about getting Rousey on board, you know. This means that she can be a part of it and they'll go forward with that. So, I don't think in the final, you know, Basler dead on cert, but a nice sign of respect at the end there between these two. Oh, most definitely, yeah. I think Tony Storm deserves a credit for being one of the women in the tournament as well, as she hugs, uh, Sane here. She, she's been fantastic, and I think yeah. we'll look back at the, uh, greatest women that we've seen on here and hopefully see them again but that is confirmed now so we know for the live final at Las Vegas it will be Shania Basler versus Kyrie Sane in a, in a huge final is it the final we expected Dan? Yes and no you know it's with, with Shania Basler she has been possibly one of the most promoted women now I mean <clears throat> You know, with the likes of the four horsewomen always being being at ringside for her, you know it, it is the name factor, and it is the name factor selling it. And from all the people in, you know, in the quarters, aside from Candice LeRae with uh, Johnny Gagano there by her side, you know, you haven't had any other women with the name factor. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And you know, with on the other side of the bracketology that Storm and on, they've had people representing different nations as well you know you've had new zealanders australianders uh aussies scots japanese you know so so they've been really really diverse and you know on the other side you had the odds name but you're going to forget about people that didn't get past the quarterfinals yes yeah this is a problem quicker than a hiccup yeah every ho-ho lunge you know what i mean uh so but anyway about this one i mean we obviously talk we, we thought the same uh, Storm match was a better semi-final match. But it's be interesting because, like I say, if Basel goes through, if she doesn't have a good match with uh, Sane, we know it's it's Basler's problem and not Sane because Sane hasn't had a bad match with the four opponents she's had. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I think it's a bit weird leaving the final as a one-off. Uh, and as we go here, we see the trophy. The, the touching of the trophy was wrong. Sane did go through. And Basler's now come out here the face, Basler should lay her fucking out. Look at this. Basler not backing down from Sane. But Sane's not backing down from Basler. Oh. Oh, it's on. Honestly, Candice LeRae come out, whack a choke card <laughs> on her, and just put her the fuck to sleep. Like, yeah, bitch. Well, Dan, you're still not over it, aren't you? But as we see the pose there. And look, Sane showing Basler the elbow, you're going to get hit with this straight across your black heart. I think she will. I think she will. Unless... Basler can turn it into the rear naked choke that she's won. Basler versus Sane in the live final right now. Through the years I've wrestled, I think it's the greatest thing in the world. And I believe that. I am a I am a 
So yes, we are just moments away for the May Young Classic final. But before that... Yes, well, WWE's had a busy two nights of live programming with Monday Night Raw, Smackdown Live, the May Young Classic final and 205 Live. Three of those shows are taking place Tuesday night with the May Young Classic final the most highly anticipated. So, in advance of the show, WWE's airing a 30-minute special on the network immediately following this week's episode of Raw. The synopsis, or Charlie Caruso, recaps the historic May Young Classic, featuring an exclusive six-woman tag match involving the May Young Classic's top competitors. And we'll get on to that in just a second. But like we said, Monday night, this was on. But before that, Monday Night Raw. So, Dan, what were your thoughts and comments on Monday Night Raw? Did you enjoy it? Yes, it was quite an entertaining uh, spectacle. You had Roman Reigns coming out because uh, he said, well, John Cena's missing a beat now because... He can't beat Jason Jordan as quickly as he may have done in his previous times. So Roman Reigns had had an impromptu match with Jason Jordan. That kicked off the show. Well, Roman Reigns done, you know, about the same job as John Cena. And JJ took Reigns to the limit. Was it was it better than the John Cena match the week before? No, I think John Cena, he put more effort in. And, you know, he, I think he made... Uh, Jason Jordan look a bit better than Roman Reigns did, which is John Cena's. Jo- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a, the the older guy now, isn't he? Helping out the uh, the young guys, and with Reigns, it's more. He's doing it with Reigns as well, and he building towards the future and that. Isn't yeah, so, yeah. Uh, well, Reigns is someone who's who should be on his way out, whereas John Cena's kind of you know taking it easy. He's falling into the legends role, shall we say? Yes, yeah, yeah. part timer as Reigns might say, but. Um, but again, John Cena completely ripped him on the mic after the match. You know, he, uh, I think it was Charlie Caruso said, oh, John Cena, uh, I see you watching the match. Have you got anything to say to Roman Reigns? And he said, well, anything I'm going to say to Roman Reigns, I'm going to go and say it to his face. So he went out and them two had a square enough tete Tete-a-tete, as it was. It's still not, um, have they still had, they still haven't had any physical contact though, have they? No, they haven't. No, they've been keeping their hands off each other. Elsewhere on Raw, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, I had work the next day. Uh, I did fall asleep during it. What, what do I remember? For? Oh, I saw the uh, the Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman thing before I fell asleep. Uh, and that was very, very interesting because it made Strowman look like a monster. And they've really got the booking of Strowman right in the past few months now, haven't they? Do you know what I mean? Like, against Reigns, the way he does it in the, you know, the ambulance match, and the way he's kind of destroyed him. And also with Lesnar taking that suplex. Sorry, go on. Oh, uh, oh, I just got one more note. You know, I just remembered it. Um, and John Cena, one of the best lines he said to Roman's Reigns, Roman Reigns was, consider me like a drug test, Holmes. You ain't getting past me. Ah. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. Reigns smiled as John Cena walked off. It was, you know, it was good. They've, they've had a good bit of uh, verbal assault, shall we say. Well, and that's the thing. Reigns, it was only last year, wasn't it, that he did get suspended for a month for the wellness policy, he would have been WWE champion. Going as they say, the rest now is history. But uh, yeah. well, speaking of John Cena again, he went on to face Braun Strowman later on in the show, didn't he? He no? did. Yes. Well, before that, we had Sasha Banks losing, uh, beating Emma. Uh, Alexa Bliss was sat ringside with the commentary team. Jax came out and joined her as well. And uh, you know, as as expected. Banks won by bank statement. Yeah. It wasn't the greatest of matches. 
And yeah, then but, you yeah. had favourite bit, Brock Lesnar and uh, Braun Strowman. But about the women's one, sorry, I'd just say uh, that you kind of with Banks. There's a there's a statistic somewhere I had written down that like, I lost. Like she's four time women's champion. I think she's only held on for the title for like either 48 days or like 88 days. She's never successfully defended the women's title. Yeah, it, uh, it is crazy to think that. And I think with Emma, uh, she's kind of got the, the popular vote on Twitter and, you know, social media because people know her. And I think with Nia Jax as well, you know, that kind of monster. But uh, yeah, with Sasha Banks at the moment, uh, she's really lost, especially trying to pay this kind of a bland baby face that she does. It's not the boss yeah. gimmick, is it? No, you know? no. The boss needs to be a bit... But, again, with all the hills, it's like, you know, Banks is going to be the only face yeah. in a match against three hills. Yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. So maybe they might turn Emma, but will anybody in the crowd, you know, or anybody... Will anyone care? This is the thing, isn't it? You know. And, yeah, you know, I think you enjoyed... Uh, Oh no! Fucking what happened? Hell. Yeah, it's brilliant. You know, like I say, Braun no selling the uh, the big German suplex. I didn't, I'm not a huge fan of the choke slam because I don't think Lesnar got enough height on it. But nah. it was still good. It showed like, well, fucking out, Ole. It showed that Strowman is indeed a monster at the moment. Up until uh, the WrestleMania, could I just forget about him again? Anyway, what was, yeah. <laughs> what was that? Like? Uh, up next, we had Goldust versus Bray Wyatt. Um, I, I thought they're both hills, aren't they? Well. It was a face-painted person going against Bray Wyatt, and you know how he feels about people yeah. who wear face yeah. paint. And after Bray Wyatt beat Gold Dust with the sister Abigail, he wiped off his face paint with a moist towelette. Oh. And then, obviously, Finn Balor come down to save the day. That got Bray Wyatt to uh, leave the match. Can, yeah. I, can I say something about that as well? Um, if What about... Because the way it's leading up, obviously, Bray and Balor are going to face again. Without him in demon makeup, maybe uh, Bray will get the victory. But what a way to build Bray back up, and it would not Balor down. But if like the third match between the two with the demon versus Bray, Bray gets the victory there, and it's like this is how strong Bray Wyatt is. They will never do it, but like no. to, that would I think help the Bray Wyatt character, Bray Wyatt character out a hell of a lot. Anyway, up next. Up next, we had Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson going against Sheamus and Cesaro. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, they was providing guest commentary for the action because you know how they love a guest announcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as they was coming out, a mass brawl erupted and all six, well, they all ganged up on Ambrose and Rollins. And then uh, Gallows and Anderson and Sheamus and Cesaro turned on each other and then they had a brawl and all six men was going at it. Eventually got split up. The match didn't even get to the ring, let alone start. Uh, up next, the GPD came out and started hey. singing a song about G- how much G- Anaheim sucks. GPD. GPD. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, obviously the arrival of his opponent, Kalisto, cut him off mid-song, as what normally happens. Um, but, you know, it wasn't the greatest of matches. I think, you know, Elias got the victory. He got the victory. I tell you what, I tell you something, that guy... I never in a million years thought that gimmick could work on the main roster. And he's getting such a reaction when he plays that guitar. And he's, he's picking up victories as well. And it, it, but it's like, you know, he's like, oh, who wants to come and take a walk with me? And the fans cheer. And then he just completely disses the fans' town <laughs> that he's in. And then he gets booed. So. He's got the crowd in the palm of his hand. I never thought I'd say that. Yes. And then up next, we had... The Superman against the Monster Among Men. <laughs> Cena was a bit worried, you know, a bit wary as Cena does. 
Not a bad bit of back and forth. Uh, Cena attempted to get him up on his shoulders for the FU, oh, but he, did, he yeah. collapsed. Yeah, the old Big Show trick. Um, yeah. There was there was a bit of a, a moment that me and a lot of other fans had noticed before he got the uh, the power ring slap ring steps. He hit John Cena with the ring steps outside the ring and right. didn't get disqualified for it. Oh. But, but he got disqualified for power slamming him onto the ring, ring steps. Oh, so may, but maybe the referee was giving a little bit of leeway because he knows like, what Braun's like. A little, a little, little bit, bit of leeway, leeway allowing him to hit him with the ring steps. But you would say getting hit with the ring steps is worse than getting a move on the ring steps, is it? Well, or? getting a move on the ring steps, we've seen people put other people through announce tables not get any punishment for it. But, you know... That's a summarise. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, not bad match. And how did it finish? Cena won by disqualification. Ooh. Obviously. You know, but he didn't, like, didn't get the pin, though. So exactly. It leaves yeah. it open. Uh, well, during the match, you know, um, Cena went for the five-knuckle shuffle. Strowman nipped up with quite... Not nip up like Shawn Michaels, <laughs> but he got to his feet quickly yeah. and delivered a thunderous powerbomb. And he also mocked, you can't see me, to John it's quite comical. I'll tell you, something just reminded me of that. Uh, iPhone 10's coming out, isn't it? We've talked about iPhone 10 having facial, facial recognition. recognition. <laughs> yeah, and John Cena says, well, he won't be able to use it because uh, they can't see. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, Sorry, my bad. <clears throat> um, next up was uh, The Miz, and he had a special guest on MTV, uh, on Miz TV. Okay, MTV. so we've talked about all the show, right? Now, we had talk off air. I'm not going to lie to everybody. Spoiler alert. And you said that this is your, your favourite bit on Raw, would be well, fair to say. Well, I, I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> people have... I'm sure it's no secret, but I'm not the biggest fan of Miz. And if there's one thing I hate more than the Miz, and that's an Enzo Amore. <laughs> and uh, the Miz come out. He was, you know, he came out to announce Maurice being pregnant. And then he gets cut, really rudely cut off by Enzo Amore making his way down to the ring. Which, you know, I thought that was really disrespectful. The thing is as well, for, sorry before we carry on, it's like The Miz saying that. That's a really like babyface thing to do, isn't it? You know? It was quite a babyface, yeah. You know, it was... <laughs> but he kind of broke character. He pulled his hood down, took his glasses off, you know, and he was being quite sincere yeah. to the fans and that, you know. And it was it was a nice moment. Very you know, he wanted to announce it on the place where he met his wife. Aww. A bit of sentiment there, yeah. you know, and he wasn't sure how to tell everyone. He's come out and, and said it. And it got ruined by... Rudely <laughs> interrupted. <laughs> and, you know, he was... Uh, but he did mention, he's like, unlike Kurt Angle, I will be there for our child from day one. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't get <laughs> And, you know, he's, uh, and when Enzo came out, you know, the miss said, well, no one on the Monday Night Raw roster can stand you. He was talking about how you got kicked off the bus. Your only friend has deserted you. Uh, you're nothing more than a con artist with a couple of catchphrases. Oh. And then Zomore said, well, you ain't nothing but a paper champion. Well, Not really a comeback. Yeah. And uh, the thing that really pissed me off is uh, the question you need to be asking the little baby is, who's your daddy? Oh, that's fucking stupid, isn't it? I mean, if, if we've seen anything on WWE television the past two years, well, we know how close or what Maurice Aside from Maurice was coming out with Ted DiBiase. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, I'm talking about the past couple of years. Maurice has always been there for the Miz and has helped him become the kind of success he has. And talking about paper champions, you know, um, he, I think he's seven-time Intercontinental Champion now. Yeah. And his reigns combined, he's going to surpass the honky-tonk man soon. Yeah who was the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. It's weird 
that Miz has to be careful a little bit, or maybe he's got the respect now of the locker room, but you've got to remember 10, 12 years ago. Well, that's the point that Miz brought up. He okay, said, 10 years ago, I was in your position. I had to do this. And he goes, I turned it around for myself. I, you know, I made people res- people's respect and that. People, you know, when I first started, people were saying, you ain't going to make yeah. it, you ain't going to do this. And then Enzo was saying, well, you've stolen people's moves. And he's like, everything about me is completely original. What, like losing? Well, what's your finisher? <laughs> he has got a finisher. Oh, what is it? He puts his foot on someone's jaw, yeah. holds their arm, and then falls backwards. That's like an eat defeat kind of. Similar, yeah. I think he calls it Air Jordan or he's fucking oh, stolen it from something completely ridiculous. But Enzo Amore got absolutely obliterated by Miz, not only on the mic, but in the ring. Oh, they had a match? Yes. Uh, well, that. Obviously, oh, he's had right, a, yeah. an impromptu match, <laughs> of course. And we come back after the break, and they're both prepped and ready to fight. And, of course, the Miz Taraj was ringside. They was causing a bit of distraction, and there was a bit of a set to on the mic. Um, Enzo's, he said something uh, on the mic, and then Miz hit him, grabbed the mic, and he's like, you like that? And bounced his head off the <laughs> ring apron. A few, and uh, uh, Enzo got in a couple of little moves as, you know, the Miz Taraj jumped him after the match. And then it got disqualified, so Enzo technically did win, but he came off a loser. And, uh, yeah, he got beaten down by the Miz Taraj, and guess who came out who, oh. to save Enzo? Who came out? No one. No one. <laughs> so, it's WWE sending a very strong message to Enzo More. I would say through, uh, Kevin Owens included now, the best mic man at the moment in WWE with the Miz. You know, he is, he, he's got... The, the company's um, the voice in his ear, you know, if anybody wants to go on the promotional visits he does and all this kind of shit, it's the Miz. He's so reliable, you know. I mean, I don't want to compare him to John Cena, but in a Hill way as well, if you can't be cheered against the Miz, then you're in serious trouble as a good guy. You know, you probably yeah. shouldn't be trying to be a face. Because the Miz, like we say, there's so many things to dislike about him. And... I mean, even, like you said, you were impressed with The Miz, weren't you? Just, oh, yeah. You know. But, you know, I think the fact of who he was destroying <laughs> helped. But, you know, he did completely ruin, you know, someone whose only talent is talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, he said he's just a con artist with a couple of catchphrases, which I've said from... You you said from day, day one. I felt there wasn't a time that I can remember that they came out and you were like, oh, I don't mind this guy. Who is it? I think you've always kind of had... You know, first impressions, it only takes seven seconds to have a first impression of someone, and yours was bad of Enzo. And uh, I think it's quite good with the Miz, it's like thawing a little bit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. you know. Well, you know, he's, he's kind of going up in my estimation. And yeah. the fact that he's human and he humanised himself yes. you know, at the beginning yeah, yeah, of the segment yeah, yeah. and that. And the most important thing is that he's earning respect and he's got better in the yeah. ring, hasn't oh, he, in yeah, the past, yeah. especially in the past couple of years. All right, what else happened on Monday um, Night Raw, Dan? Well, after the set two that happened... Uh, Ambrose and Rollins challenged teams, uh, the club and Ganderson, uh, sorry, Sheamus and Cesaro and Gallows and Anderson. He wanted a match with them. And, and Kurt Angle said, well, you can have both teams if you find yourself another set of tag team partners. So they were searching back. So a couple of stage hands. Oh, yeah. I wonder, wonder. And, uh, well, first of all, they they came across the man of a thousand holds, Dean Malenko, who was backstage with Jamie Noble. <laughs> And uh, he's like, oh, what are you up to tonight? All right. And then just beyond them. And then uh, after them, they uh, came across the Hardy Boys and they said, well, what are you boys doing later tonight? And it was Matt and Jeff got a big fan reaction, of course. 
and Jeff said, uh, Matt said, uh, Jeff said, uh, Matt said, uh, <laughs> Jeff, one of one of the boys said, <laughs> we are not men, we're boys. Right. And Matt was his uh, broken self and he was wonderful and all this, that and the other. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they uh, eventually got them to be their tag team partners. Yeah. And that was, well, it's a bit of a weird main event though, isn't it? To have that main event. And you think it's because now they've realised maybe three hours is just too long and they'll just put something on the end to kind of fill time, it seems now. You know, even the, uh, the Miz Enzo segment, you know, that was all right. But you had the Cena Strowman in the first couple of hours. You had the Lesnar Strowman altercation as well. You had the Reigns Jordan match. Yeah. And then it's like, oh no, there you go. Tag team division main event. I mean, what did you think of the main event? I thought it was quite enjoyable. You know, it's, I think it's certainly building up to something a bit more bigger and better. But, you know, it's. Uh... It's kind of a watch this, watch this space, really. Cesaro and walked away, didn't they? And left Ganderson for Hardys and the Shield to take them apart. Rollins got the victory. But it's interesting to see if anybody else will be involved in that. Would it be a multi-tag match at No Mercy? Will they keep it one-on-one? I mean, I do like Seamus and Cesaro as a team. You know, you can see the chemistry they're getting. And as I said, you know, having the same tights now and, and the same entrance and everything like this, they really feel like a team as opposed to just two individuals, don't they, you know? Well, yeah, it's certainly been long enough. They've been together for a while now. You know, we saw one of their best of seven matches live and then we saw them as a tag team. Yeah. So, yes, yes, and uh, and that was Raw. And that was Raw. So we move on straight after Monday Night Raw, September the 11th, and we did have the road to the finals, the May Young Classic. I, I would like, sorry to interrupt, but I would like to mention that before Raw started, they did have the... Uh, the memorial, you know, never forget uh, September the 11th. Well, you talk about that, you know, it's, it's 16 years ago now. You can hardly believe it. I came back from school and saw that. And, of course, WWE were doing a live Smackdown that day and decided to go ahead. And it was basically like a tribute show. But, yeah, I mean, it's one of the, the worst things to ever happen in, in, in the world, you know. And yeah. uh, even across the Atlantic, you know, with us here, you know, we always, uh, you know, we, we, we pay respect for that. And, of course, all the, the horrible things that happened ever since. But, you know, like we said, we're, we're stronger together, you know. And uh, no matter where you're from, it's like that even with the podcast, with the wrestling, it doesn't matter where you're from. If it's America, be it Europe, be it in, in England, if you're a fan of wrestling, that kind of language speaks and you need to kind of find a common ground and kind of enjoy it together. So, anyway, yes, we do move on to the May Young. It's Road to the Final, straight after Monday Night Raw, uh, we, like you said, Charlie Caruso recapping the action. And we had got a match, and it's going to be Santana Garrett, Sarah Logan, and Marty Bell versus Tessa Blanchard, Jazzy Gabert, and Kay Lee Ray. Now, quite surprising. I thought we might have some semi-final or quarter-final uh, people in here, but it's actually not, is it, you know? Let's have a look. Santana Garrett got knocked out in the first round. Logan. So did Kay Lee Ray, yeah. and so did uh, Sarah Logan. Yeah. Jazzy Tessa Ga- Blanchard. Sorry, I was just going for it. Uh, she got knocked out in the yep. first round. So did Jazzy Gaber, and so did Kaylee Ray. So all Marty get- Bell. Yeah, Marty Bell. That's Marty Bell. So all first round <laughs> knockouts. Yeah, so they're getting a, a second chance. Knocked out in the first round. Having a chance now, here tonight. And we see Tom or Todd Phillips on commentary alongside Beth Phoenix and Nigel McGuinness. Well, James, it's been a great tournament, the May Young Classic, and it has been a pleasure to watch it alongside you. <laughs> so we are going to see all the action now in this six-woman match. And like I said, this could be interesting because we only saw 
a little bit of these uh, women in the first round, so it'd be nice to see them again. So, um, two people that have been, uh, or two women that have been commentating on matches here in this May Young Classic have both been in bed with Edge. They have indeed, and it's, it's an interesting little fact. Edge shares a lot. I mean, if we ever find out about Edge and JR's secret love affair. <laughs> you know, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He broke me in half. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're back to this match. A lot to talk about. Tessa Blanchard was my pick in the May Young Classic, so it's good to see her back. And we were shocked about Jazzy Gaybert's exit as well, weren't we? Uh, most definitely, yeah. And, uh, well, Kaylee Ray got knocked out by one of my gals. Uh, she got knocked out by, uh, against Princess Gasagay. Yes. Jazzy yeah. Gaybert got knocked out by Abby Leif in a shock. Uh, Tessa Blanchard got knocked out by Kari Sane. Uh, Santana Garrett got knocked out by Piper Niven, the, the attractive young lady. <laughs> So Tessa Blanchard coming out here, and I tell you something, she does look like a star. And this is why I went through it in the May Young Classic. I was shocked that she didn't get past the first round. But then again, we saw the competition of uh, Kyrie Sane, who was in the final of the May Young Classic, which is still here to come. We've got a lot to cover here on today's podcast extra. As it is, we'll talk about SmackDown. We'll talk about everything that happened in the May Young Classic. We've got a few uh, comments as well. As we see Jazzy Gabert coming out here. Very impressive. Kaylee Ray coming out. And I was impressed with her, like we talked about, in the first round defeat. But it'll be interesting to see if any of these girls get a chance to impress. Maybe have a a chance in NXT. We definitely know Tessa Blanchard is there. And I think Marty Bell is signed to a WWE contract. So it should be a good matchup. And this is the kind of, obviously, when they filmed the May Young Classic back in July, they had, you know, and they probably had this match either before or during it, you know. Um, uh, shout out to Jessica Carr. Yeah, Jessica Carr, referee here. has done a good job. We'll talk about her performance. Of course, we're going to have match of the tournament, women of the tournament, moment of the tournament. We're going to have loads of stuff about the tournament later on. <laughs> the tournament. The tournament. But we're going to focus on this as Sarah Logan takes down Tessa Blanchard. Oh, Logan with a big knee to Blanchard's face. And now she tags in Santana Garrett. And Garrett's looking to put my pick down. Tessa can't lose twice. Come on, kick out. Yes, she does. Oh. Oh, my word. Lovely bit of wrestling there by Garrett. Hip-tossing Blanchard down. And now going for the pin again, but only getting a one count. A huge forearm by Blanchard. And now tags in Kay Lee Ray. Who can forget? Lovely girl from Glasgow. Irish whipping. Oh! Santana Garrett down. And here comes Sarah Logan and Marty Bell in. But referee saying, no, get back in your corner. They're going to double team Garrett. So Jessica Carr's taking no shit. Oh, Ooh. well done by Santana Garrett there. Takes both women out and nips up. Side Russian leg sweep. Takes down Kaylee Ray. Goes for the cover. Oh. But Ray managing to kick out. Ah, uh, yeah. Lovely bit of ropes there by Garrett. And now she's going to um, go back to her corner. And Marty Bell gets to tag in. Bell, I think, had the worst match, if I look back on my records, of the May Young Classic. But see what she could do here. She's already caught by Kaylee Ray. Tries to finish her off with like a gory Ooh. bomb. Ducks the clothesline attempt from Ray. Oh! <laughs> and a lovely swinging head scissors there. Yeah, but I don't know if the referee was in the way or just the wrong position. Up against the ropes now. <laughs> oh! Comes running in with a thunderous <laughs> forearm and now she's stomping the mud old JR and she's walking it dry. Good God! I tell you, Kaylee Ray's in serious trouble. Marty Bell, a little bit of a run up. Oh, oh, but Ray comes out with a big forearm and just knocks Marty Bell for six. I think Bell's knocked out. Stand, she's standing knocked out. She, oh, oh no, a 
spinning elbow there. Takes down Kaylee Ray. One, two, no. Kaylee Ray looks a bit like a crackhead. Yeah, I know. She, oh, she's, from, she's from Scotland, Dan. Come oh, on. Right. <laughs> Just the haggis diet. As Marty Bell and Tatty Scones. Marty Bell's in trouble now. Kaylee Ray. Ooh, forearm to the back. And I've got a feeling that the team I like is actually the Hill team in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, any team with Jazzy Gay but Yeah. A bit of an unfair size advantage, but she's helping Bale to her feet. Oh, some back fists there, and she just knocks Marty Bale down. <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking about. Picks her limp body up. Oh. Gets her up for the torture rack. Oh, my God. Look at her stretching Marty Bale across the <laughs> width of her shoulders. And you can hear the crunch of her lower back. <laughs> Gaber could do what she wants with Marty Bell right now. Oh, oh and thrusts her off head first into the turnbuckle. Tags in Tessa Blanchard. And now Tessa, come on. At least get the victory here tonight. At least I can say you won one match in the entire May Young. Even though, of course, it doesn't count. Lovely dropkick there by Tessa Blanchard. Oh, Marty oh, Bell. Follows out with an elbow to the lower back as Marty Bell was draped over the second rope. She looks vicious. Oh, short arm clothesline. Picks her up. Delivers another short arm close on while still grabbing hold of her arm. I think Marty Bell knew what was coming. The back suplex is blocking it. Oh, and a jawbreaker there. Can she get to a cover to make a corner to take the mat tag? Well, Blanchard tags in Gaber. Here comes Garrett. Oh, that's um, thingy's move. Eat defeat. Enzo's move. And now handspring out. Oh, Jazzy Gaber's rocking. Oh, was she? <laughs> no, she wasn't. But she runs into a big boot from Garrett. Irish rip attempt blocking it and oh this is his takedown super kick and she's cutting it down like a big redwood down oh, oh lovely submission oh. but Kaylee Ray in there to break up the submission attempt I think that could have been over Gabe but was nowhere near the ropes here comes Kaylee Ray with none of the vicious forearms oh no oh, oh! <laughs> stunner stunner oh Kaylee Ray inadvertently stunners Jazzy Gaber, sending her crashing out the ring. Oh! But manages manages to deliver a lovely super kick there to. Oh, yeah, Garrett took the super kick and Logan comes in, backdrops Kaylee Ray down, and now Blanchard and Logan. Oh! oh. Plants her with a DDT. Oh, uh, watch out for Marty Bell from behind. Side oh. rush, no, she was looking at a side rush and leg sweep, but plants her face first into the mat. <laughs> Gaybert's back in after being stunned, and uh, uh, Marty Bell's trying to uh, back away. Well, she is not happy. She's got Marty Bell, but Garrett up now, off the top. Oh, goes for the crossbody, gets caught by Gaybert. And Kaylee Ray trying to get in position, stopping Marty Bell, and Gaybert's turned him inside out. Oh, oh, it's like a reverse power slam. Goes for the cover. One, One two. two. <laughs> and Gaber gets the victory. Logan couldn't come in to save her partner. But I don't think that was, I think it was a really good match. It was quite exciting. It was certainly fast paced. And yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, a couple of really, really nice spots there. Like you say, the Kaylee Ray stunner on Gaber. That was just brilliant. <laughs> but Jazzy's not annoyed about it, you see, because she got the victory. And that's not a bad team, you know. I'm not I'm not saying they have a future together. I know they just put together in this one-off match. But all slightly different, aren't they, with Gaybert leading the charge there. But I think the right team definitely won, didn't they? Yeah, the more dominating team. Well, we we'll see the highlights here. This is the end. Catches her from the crossbody. Throws her on her shoulder. Flips her over like a pancake. 
and just power slams her face first into the mat. <laughs> Dominating. Two. Dominating by Gaber and well, Dan, do you know? Do you know? Do I? Do you? Incredibly, after. Let me work this out. 30. Charming, sorry. We like Jazzy. <laughs> but it's incredible to think after 30 matches that we've seen in this May Young Classic, it boils down to just one. And we have one more match left of this to watch. That was a great six women tag team match. But like I say, it is the final. And we'll get on to that in just a second. Yeah, so, I mean, that was a smart way to promote the final. And the very next night is going to be the red carpet special. And uh, it's announced that Ronda Rousey will be in, ten- in attendance. The company's doing what it can to make this a marquee event, including a loaded episode of SmackDown Live with free title matches and the television return of Vince McMahon. And speaking of SmackDown, Dan, we have literally just uh, finished watching it. Uh, because we are going to watch the May Young Classics, or the May Young Final live, as we always try and watch the big events live. So SmackDown just finished. And, uh, well, let's just talk about what's just happened, and then we'll go back and review SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> the return of Vince McMahon. Quite incredible. Doesn't look great, I wouldn't say. Uh, he's looking a bit old, but yeah. then again, he is the third oldest man in the world after only Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. <laughs> Uh, and the thing is, well, yeah, he came out because he was saying to say to Kevin Owens about what would happen to Kevin Owens after the thing that happened last week with Shane McMahon. What would Vince McMahon have to say to Kevin Owens? Uh, he said that he's, he's Shane McMahon got suspended because he didn't beat up Kevin Owens. You know, he didn't hurt him, and he said that Shane McMahon is is back on SmackDown starting next week, and he's got a match with Kevin Owens at Hell in a Cell inside. Satan's structure. It'd be a really interesting match. But if that was it, great. But it wasn't because something amazing happened then. <laughs> and, and, and I was talking about to Dan, like, what would happen backstage in the conversation with Vincent Manson? Like, God damn, Kevin, this is what we're going to do. And I want you to lay it on me. Lay it on me, son. And went out there and they shook hands. Everything seemed fine. And then Owens delivered, I would say, one of the most vicious headbutts that I have seen anybody, let alone a 73-year-old man take, anybody take. And it was a hard way, busted wide open as well. It was incredible, wasn't it, Crimson Dan? mask for Vinnie Mac. It really was. You could see the impact. Owens is just fantastic. And he's really become a kind of Kevin Owens show. Uh, and he can basically do what he wants now. He's not bogged down by a championship. You know, he's not going to lose non-title matches and then retain the titles either, as he does. He can just go around and be the man. And we talked about the Miz on Raw. I mean, Owens, man, this, this kind of new lease of life, he, he is probably the best thing on SmackDown. Well, you could argue that. But when is the last time Mr. McMahon got taken out by a guy who wasn't a star? You know, it, it just doesn't happen. No. We, you know, we talked about Brock Lesnar taking him out. You go back to Austin or The Rock or, you know, anybody. And you try and think in your head who actually took him out. Like Ric Flair. Or Hogan. Anyone who's anyone. Exactly, Hogan. But never, it was never like a mid The Shelton Benjamin never beaten up, beat up. No, <laughs> like, no the Road Dog never beat him up. Yeah, like. uh, and I think it's great. I really do. What were your thoughts on the, the, the last segment? Uh, it didn't end with a headbutt though, did it? No, no. Um, well... <laughs> He f- he rounded up with a punt. 
uh, a massive kick to the ribs and then uh, landed a bullfrog splash on him, <laughs> which, you know, I do like. And especially, you know, Vince delivered the line that, you know, if, if you sue us, you're going to lose the lawsuits. Do you know how many lawsuits I've lost? None. Yeah, yeah there's a little dig at CM Punk during <clears throat> yeah. all that talk, wasn't it, about, you know, the court case might not be for 10 years, but I'll take everything you've got. Uh, and it was really interesting kind of blurring the line like that. And like I said, then Vince McMahon said, I think I've broken my ribs, goddamn. And he didn't go off in the stretch, though. Stephanie came out. I did say it would have been hilarious if Kevin Owens would have headbutted Stephanie. And, and people say now, oh, you can't say that. If you go back to the Attitude Era and you look at the fucking punishment that women, even Stephanie, took in, in matches. Um, I was watching No Mercy 2000 the other day. Benoit versus Triple H. And in the build-up, Benoit headbutted Stephanie McMahon. So, <laughs> so you know, she could take a headbutt. Yeah, exactly. She could take a headbutt, especially from a... No, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. What else happened on SmackDown, Dan? Um, what are your thoughts? Well, you had the United States Championship match after uh, Baron Corbin had got interrupted matches. Uh, AJ Styles said, look, Dillinger, you can have your one-on-one shot with me at Sin City SmackDown. So, them two had a match... Uh, it wasn't the greatest of match, you know, it was a bit of back and forth, and then AJ Styles beat Ty Dillinger. They had a good sign of respect after the match, only for Corbin to lay both of them out in the aisle way. Oh, fucking hell. That was one of the big title matches. What about the tag team title? Well, we had a Sin City street fight for Ooh. the WWE Tag Team Championships. <laughs> what, what were your thoughts on that? Um... It was quite an entertaining match. It's, you know, it's not the best. New Day went on to defeat the Usos to regain the Tag Team Championships. Do you want to hear a rumour? Rumour has it. Interestingly enough, when Usos... First off, it was a good match. We were talking. Uh, they got good chemistry, these two, and it's nice. They're going to have to change it up sooner rather than later with different opponents, but that's because of SmackDown Tag Team Division as opposed to these two teams. I think they've been brilliant, both teams this year. I think the Usos are... Maybe even better than New Day at the moment, just because of the hills and the way they play it. But um, the rumor was that they lost New Day, lost at SummerSlam. They obviously won them back, but WWE want them to break more records. They've already got the longest reigning WWE Tag Team Champions of all time. They want to try and break the number of reigns held by a tag team or a person. Now I'm not sure how many it is in my head. But I think for a tag team in itself, I think seven for Edge and Christian. Yeah. I think they got seven. I think Edge by himself has won ten, but they're saying as a tag team, the amount of reigns that he had. So if New Day were to do that, then look back in history in ten years' time, and I think the New Day are going to be one of the greatest tag teams of all time just because WWE say it so. Do you know what I mean? In a weird way. Yeah. So they're kind of getting pushed. And it's, you know, it's quite funny to see how they started off as heels. Yeah, I know. And it weren't working and it looked like it was going to be abandoned and, and they stuck with it. And this is what they got. And yes, of course, it's been a bit stale recently. But I, I like John Cena, like Roman Reigns, I, the New Day sell a lot of merchandise. They've got the T-shirts, you've got the fucking horns, horns you've got the booty exactly. you've got this, you've got, you got that. that. Yeah. So they're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Anyway, what else happened? Uh, up next, you had the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Another title match, Naomi versus Natalia. Come on, Naomi. Come on, Naomi. Natalia won. It <sighs> uh, wasn't a great match, really. You know, it's, it wasn't too much different to the match I had at SummerSlam. Uh, she beat her clean with the sharpshooter, as she did at SummerSlam. And uh, Carmella, obviously, Carmella. Uh, 
Carmella made herself known. Dolph Ziggler. He, uh, oh, oh, did he? Uh, well, you know, I mentioned last week yeah. he pretended to be a couple of characters. This week he pretended to be Bailey with a wavy, inflatable, <laughs> wavy wacky crazy armor. table guys. Yeah. And then next, he he was an old legend. Who do you reckon it would be? He's dead, by the way. What Ziggler? Legend <laughs> that legend. he pretended to be Dusty Rhodes. No. No. Face paint. Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Yay. He sprinted to the ring and claimed no one can do what he can in the ring, as he said last week. He lackadaisically walked up the ramp to close out the segment, and I know you like that. <laughs> I like lackadaisical, like so, yeah, you know, that's a nice it was, one. It was fun last week, but it was a bit boring. This is well, <laughs> like, we, we talked about, you know, uh, the, the guys pretending to be other wrestlers. It's always got short shelf life, and he needs to find a character if he's going to stick with it. Cause I really like Ziggler. Uh, with the the main thing for him is wins, picking up wins, uh, and doing it like that, building from the ground up, and, the, and you know what I mean. Having oh, apparently they done Bobby Roode as well. Oh, you did Bobby Roode. Yeah, I bet that was glorious. I probably set up a Bobby well, Roode. Fans Ziggler, even appeared ready to greet Bobby Roode with a serenade of his theme music, but it was not to be. Instead, Ziggler ran through his spill, did his mocking, and that was that. An underwhelming segment. What else? That was it. Wasn't well, it? up next. Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin went against... <laughs> went against... The yeah, high bros. The high bros, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk about them, Dan. Gable and Benjamin won. It, you know, it was, it was over the new tag team of uh, Jason Jordan and Gable, Mark II. Well, you see, it had a go at me when I said they'll bring Benjamin back to team with Gable, and that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, it makes sense for me, and yes, I did see as well, Mojo was not happy about the defeat... Uh, and it looks like maybe there could be rumblings of him and Ryder. Uh, oh, sorry, that's most my thoughts on the feud anyway. Uh, and then it closed, well, the Smackdown closed with... The Vince key. McMahon and Kevin Owens. The Vince McMahon and Kevin Owens closed the main event. <laughs> yes. So I was busy doing Smackdown, you know. I had, I had script to do and stuff. But yeah, I couldn't just sit down and watch it like, like Dan can, you know. Uh, yes, yeah, so that was Smackdown. It wasn't too bad. I don't think it was... It lived up to the billing, did it, of like, great... Sin- Sin City. Yeah, it's that great smackdown. We had one title change in the great segment with Vincent Mann. But it was all about what was to come. And we're back to the classic now. We're going to fully focus on it because they hosted a fully loaded red carpet event on Tuesday live from Las Vegas. The red carpet coverage uh, was hosted by Kathy Kelly and was streamed live on the WWE's Facebook page at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I don't know, what, midnight here? No, what time would that be? Three o'clock in the morning here? I'm not very good with maths, everybody. Uh, on the carpet, though, we had UFC Women's Bantamweight Champion, well, former, yeah. Former. Former Ronda Rousey. Who else do we have, Dan? Uh, former Team USA soccer star and two-time Olympic gold medalist, daughter of hands, Hope Solo. She is our only hope. Uh, WWE CEO Triple H, Chief Brand Officer Stephanie McMahon. Who else? Uh, the Bella Twins, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, as well as cast members of the hit Netflix series Glow. Yeah, and like you said, I'm going to cut you off right there because the uh, cast of Glow, you've not seen it. Have you got Netflix? I can't remember if you have or not. You, yeah, you've got Netflix, I know. You should watch Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. First off, watch the documentary on there. I know we're not Netflix, but the WNR. But anyway, watch the documentary first about the woman. It's a women's wrestling promotion in the late 80s. It's fantastic. The new uh, show they've got is half hour. It's kind of like a, a dramedy, really. And 
10 parts. You'll go sorry. It's very, 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 very good. Very funny. Uh, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to like it either. But then again, why are you listening to the podcast, you know? Anyway, <laughs> but I really liked him. And it was great to see him all as well. I loved the casting. I really fucking did. I really did. Uh, who else was there, Dan? Uh, well, several competitors of the tournament have been invited back for the event. WWE Hall of Famers Medusa and Beth Phoenix will be in attendance as well. Alright, so that was the red carpet event. And of course, like we say, Kathy Kelly had interviews with everybody. It wasn't enough for us to kind of go in-depth about it. It was like, what are you thinking about Young Classic? Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, yeah, who, who, who are you hoping wins? And, oh, Basler, oh, I want Saint, you know, so... But at least they did something to try and build it up. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't just, you know, oh, here it is, here's his May Young final. It was the red carpet. On YouTube, they've released a few of the May Young matches. They range from 20,000 to 80,000. But there is one match that has surpassed all, and that's a bit of a surprise. Dakota K versus Kavita Devi has one uh, has had 4.5 million <laughs> views. I know. It, it's incredible. Well... Even I, when I, when I checked it out myself, I thought, fucking hell. We talked about it, it wasn't the greatest of matches in, in your book, but what was the reason? But the it? reasoning behind it is because Devi is the first female Indian superstar to compete in WWE. So there we go. She's got the audience there. India's the market they're trying to break, and Kavita Devi, if that's what they want, that's what they go for. You know, very, very impressive. But- the May Young Classic was innovative programming for WWE Network for a couple of reasons. Well, obviously, a series focused on women's wrestling was new for Vincent Mann's company, and even in the women's evolution era, a tournament which is largely built drama through competition was a big step in WWE's depiction of performers they called divas until recently. And also, the release of the Mae Young Classic was something new for the streaming service, at least for in-ring product, making four episodes available all at once on consecutive Monday mornings, was presented by executives like Triple H as an experiment, while some critics wondered if it was a politically motivated sabotage. Well, according to viewership information public published this week, either the experiments yielded promising results or the sabotage failed because the eight episodes of the NYC were the most viewed shows on the WWE Network this week. Oh yeah, episodes 1 to 4 were released on August the 28th and still charted. Episodes 5 to 8 dropped this past Monday, September the 4th, is the top 10 most viewed programmes per The Observer. Number 1, The May Young Classic, episode 5. Number 2, The May Young Classic, episode 6. Number 3, The Classic, episode 7. Number 4, episode 8. Number 5, episode 4. Number 6, episode 3. Number 7, episode 1. Number 8, episode 2. Number 9, 205 Live from September the 5th, and uh, number 10 is SummerSlam 2017. So, it adds that everybody is paying attention to it and watching it, you know, and uh, and that's a great thing. The May Young Classic is really kind of taken over, especially this month. I, I think WWE not having a pay-per-view, leaving it until the end of September, is brilliant as well. But up next, we have some fun news, Stan. Ooh, fun! <laughs> yes, it's not all about death. Uh, no, it's no secret at all. That W Superstar Bailey is a lifelong wrestling fan. It's pretty much what her entire pro wrestling character is predicated upon. There are loads of pictures of her with her wrestling heroes when she was a kid or a teen, and pretty much every day of her life as a W star is a dream come true for her. Heck, she even told us she was such a huge Hardy Boys fan that she made herself the third Hardy Boy in video games as a kid. 
But thanks to the wondrous WWE Network, we have something far more interesting available to us. The ability to see Bailey as a fan in the crowd way back in 2004. When Bailey was just 14 years old, she had front row seats. When Raw rolled into San Jose, the observation was first made on Twitter by a fan who happened to glimpse her during the May 10th, 2004 show. Well, the fan tweeted this discovery to Bailey herself, who then confirmed that, yes, this is a genuine article. So let's have a look, Dan. We see William Regal coming out here with Eugene. And let's see if we can spot... Before we go on, sorry, I should say... I might make this a full-grown segment because we saw Bobby Roode a couple of weeks... Well, how long ago was it now? A month ago when he was a cop in the crowd at SmackDown. So maybe we'll spot future WWE superstars in WWE events as we go along. Anyway, let's see if we can find Bailey. Well, we should mean you on TV. Yeah, here he comes around the ring. There she is. Oh, yeah, Dan! Well, good spot. So there is 14-year-old Bailey there. Isn't that lovely? Oh, it's very lovely. It is. Well, like I said, we did our own sleeping on the episode, and sure enough, there she is in the crowd, clutching a point-and-shoot camera in one hand and reaching out in vain for Eugene High Five with the other. Well, she must have had some fucking money then, if she's allowed <laughs> to be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ringside yeah, yeah. seats. Yeah, front row at WU events, yeah, don't come fucking cheap. Um, yeah, I mean, this is really incredible though, isn't it, Dan? Well, yeah. thank you to the eagle-eyed fan who first saw this and brought it to our attention. If you'd like to hop in the Wayback Machine and watch the episode for yourself, just go to Raw 572 on the 10th of May 2004. All there on oh, the... Oh, Randy Orton's on it as well, defending his uh, Intercontinental title against Edge. Yeah, not a bad match. Chris Jericho, Christian, of course, in a steel cage main event. But we move on and back to the May Young and Stephanie had some comments. I knew Mae Young personally, uh, and she wrestled and competed for over eight decades. And let me just say, she would be so incredibly proud here tonight, as would the fabulous Moolah, as would every single woman who has paved the way. And having the opportunity to meet these competitors, to see what they have done out there in that ring, I mean, they have absolutely given it everything they have, their hearts and their souls, and they truly have this love for each other. It is a sisterhood that I am so proud that I was able to witness. Um, I think that this means nothing but you know, um, a continuation of the women's evolution. I can't wait to see what some of these competitors are going to bring to the WWE and who's going to win the finals. Well, that's interesting by Stephanie. We'll get, we'll see what Triple H thinks later on. And now talk about comments and see what we got. Well, Mr. R. Joland. (laughs) Oh, Mr. R. Joland. I kind of think about it, it's a bit of a fake one, but... What? Oh, Dan, I know the Jolens, all right? We, we go away. In, in fact, every time I go to work, and they, I go, we're going to sign for this. What's your name, mate? I said, Roland. They go, what? Jolens? And I go, no, no, mate. Are the Rolands? Well, the famous R. Jolens <laughs> says, James's Sean Connery impression is brilliant. Can we get the full quote? Oh, well, seeing as you asked so nicely, Dan... Let me take a drink and I'll give it a... Oh, thank you, Mr. R. Jolens. I mean, whoever you are. <laughs> you Could like have a... made a bit more effort into putting a fake name. They pull a knife, you pull a gun. He sent one of yours to the hospital, you send one of him to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. Actually, back to the proper proper people now, so I shouldn't... I, I, I hoodwinked you all. Uh, <coughs> Ahmed Zaza, he says, pick one for Raw. One for SmackDown, one for NXT, and one for Fire. Oh, and that's not a bad game, Ahmed. Now we got Ahmed. We got thirty-two. 
That's not bad, Ahmed. We've got 32 women, so we want to pick one for Raw, one for SmackDown, one for NXT, one for Fired. Have you got your answer, Dan? Uh, yes, I've got my answer. Okay, so after much deliberation, like we said, Ahmed Zazar said, pick one for Raw. So who's your pick for Raw? Piper Niven. Raw, Piper Niven. <laughs> right. Piper Niven for Raw as well. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, one for SmackDown. SmackDown. Well, Kari Sane. Oh, no. No, I've got Shania Basler for SmackDown. Ooh. NXT. Tony Storm. Tony Storm. I love her. I picked Kari Sane for NXT. And the fired one. Uh, one to be fired. Mm-hmm. Marty Bell. Do you know, Marty Bell had the worst match in my record. But just seeing that six women tag team match earlier, she stays... I'm getting rid of Vanessa Bourne. <laughs> Vanessa Bourne? Yeah, your pick. <laughs> she lost to Serena Davis. Yeah, exactly. She lost in the first fucking round, man. Edvina Velez, she says the coverage has been epic, and I cannot disagree with you. Well, I'm Epico, and he's Primo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's clear to uh, wrestle now. So it's all about yeah. that one, Leah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> nice little segue. Yeah. Uh, Sandy T has said, how many can succeed? Well, I mean, we've got 32 women there. And we, I think it would be fair to say, if we looked at the people, like who to get rid of, we struggled with that, didn't we? Yeah. Um, well, again, it depends which way they go with it. Yeah. If they're going to disperse them, you know, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, then I'd say, well, out of 32 women, I'd say about, 25, 25 could yeah. stay on yeah, and, you know, be dispersed roughly between a lot of them. But if, you know, if they're going to do it like the British tournament, how many of them have well, succeeded? Yeah. Exactly. You, know? you could you could argue maybe four. But then again, the Cruiserweight Classic had, I mean, you knew the people that didn't make, Kota Bushi, Zack Sabre Jr. didn't make it, for, uh, didn't want to go to the WWE. But I yeah. think everybody else, yeah. I mean, even Ho-Ho Lum, for goodness sake, I know he's left now, but he was there. And like you talk about like, succeed, is succeeding now getting a place just on the main roster, or is it actually being a champion? And in that case, then I think you. you well, I think succeeding <clears throat> is making it to the big stage, you know, to making it having some matches on what being a constant. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. you know, without having to flood the rosters because we have got some amazing talent now on Raw SmackDown, I think a majority of them probably will go to NXT. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, they're the standout characters and uh, personalities going to Raw and SmackDown as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> up next? Up next, uh, Jesse J. Peterson. Oscar would kill them all. And I <laughs> wholeheartedly agree with you on that one. I think we mentioned it a couple of times during the tournament. But, yeah. Yeah. But, I, I mean, stand a chance. like I say, Oscar would probably, yeah, would kill them all. But it would be good to see her against... Uh, Piper Niven going against uh, Shania Basler, uh, Kari Sane. Uh, I think you know you're building up there. If it was Sane and Oscar, I think that's a that's a that's a match that's got to happen down the road at some point as well. You yeah. know, Sabir Khan said uh, Niven has exceeded expectations, and again, this is something we've talked about. And for yes, for people who didn't know her, of course she did. And what I was saying last time we saw her, every time I do see her. She she doesn't impress me more with wrestling, but I think it's it's all down. I think it's a shame that thirty two women in a tournament and that woman gets the most, like either spotlight be, be just because of her size. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, you can't take away from her her ring ring ability. No, you you, you, can't. you know she 
she I think she improved a lot as the tournament went on. You know, she she had an she had a fairly good match against Santana Garrett in the first round. She went on to have an even better match with Serena Deeb, and then she improved on that vastly against Tony Storm. I think she had the best match against Tony Storm in the quarterfinals. Yeah, so, yeah I, 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 I yeah. completely agree with you, Sabir. Yeah, yeah. Kira Knight. Yeah. Uh, binge watching and listening. Oh, not nice. And, and, yeah, it's good to. Have you, have us in your ears. Exactly, it's good to have us in your ears and the network in your eyes and let us know. If, uh, Ethan Prince, a segment of WWE, would kick the MMA's lot's ass. Now, first of all, I should say, I think these are a lot of these uh, people writing in, or people writing in, people commenting, is from our quarterfinal episodes as opposed to stuff, do you know what I mean, semi-final, yeah. final, right? but I don't mind. Yeah, like, if, if people still want to talk about the May Young Classic, actually, this is a good plug now, if anybody does want to talk about May Young Classic, we're just only really getting started here because in a couple of weeks' time, we've got the WNR, one top 25 women of all time. And if people still want to talk about the May Young uh, Classic, what they thought about the final, anything else, please send us all these comments. Anything about women's wrestling, we'll be covering all of it and, and we can have a nice big chat. So don't think this is the last time you can have, you know, you can talk about this. But one of these things we did mention on last week's episode or Saturday, Sunday's episode was the four horse women of WWE versus the MMA. Dan, what camp are you in? Uh, I'm in the four in a w- the four horsewomen of the WWE would run circles around the MMA lots ass. Obviously, in the octagon, it would be the other no, way yeah, round. Yeah, I mean that's not. <clears throat> but you know, it's I think you know with the MMA lots ass with the MMA lot, it's it's good to have the odd character. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. too many in there, and I think it, you know, it just gets a bit ridiculous, and it's turning it into a UF WWE. I think that is the problem, you know. And like we say, UFC does get a lot of uh, mainstream atten- attention and buys, but how many fans from the UFC are going to watch the WWE? They're not. They're gonna, just, it's it's going to be too fake. Exactly, because they, they're not going to go over and watch those guys. It, it, trying to be the general public into it. General public? General public, like they did with American football players or other people. I don't know if it's got that wide crossover appeal, you know. I think wrestling fans could watch MMA, but I do find MMA fans turn their nose up at wrestling I think it's too similar. Yeah I, yeah, I do as well, yeah. But <laughs> I, I, if we're going to go to a bigger argument about that, it's that I think the dis... Actually, I don't want to get into that, but like, I think MMA do, like I say, look down on wrestling fans, and they think, oh, don't you know, it's not real, and it's like, well, hang on a minute here, your guy uh, gives a five-minute promo video, and then he comes out in his fucking entrance music and fireworks, he's got the nickname, he's going to get this guy, he really hit him. you know where you got that from, don't you? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not, it ain't, you know, it ain't anything else. Anyway, sorry, a little bit tangent there, but, but it's, it's been around since 2002, Yeah, that kind of it, it well, d- even no, even before then, because you had Dan the Beast Severin. Yeah. Oh no. You had, yeah. Uh, what's his name? The the world's most dangerous man, Ken, Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Um. You had <clears throat> who's that other geezer? The one that liked the sticks. Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman. Yes. He was the lethal weapon. Yeah, you know, yeah. he was a artist style. But you know, it's it's always been around, and it's good having one or two characters like that. But I don't think too many. Yeah, exactly. You don't, especially if like you know. John Jones and McGregor down the line as well, especially with Brock Lesnar. You got, you like I said, you don't mind blurring the line, but you don't want like a kind of constant stream of it, do you? It's not like yeah, you know, second generation wrestlers all over again. Um, but yeah, I do agree that horsewomen of women, yeah, anyway, the horsewomen yeah, sorry, of WWE yeah. would kick the MMA lots ass. Uh, I say that I 
feel if the two teams were going against each other in WWE, the horsewomen of MMA would get the victory. Uh, I'm not saying it's because of, of, of pure wrestling talent. Of course it's not. It's it's because of other means, you know, especially the Rousey train. Boop, boop. Yeah, again, she's another, like I say, she, she's the main f- focal point now. Yeah. I, I, some, I sometimes think Basil only got so far, or, you know, to the far she might win, but to, to be there thanks to Rousey in, in that oh, kind yeah. of weird way. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, oh, this is one to, uh, uh, Derek Jones has, has said Storm is just there because of her looks. Now, Dan, what do you think of that? Um, if you're going on her first two matches, then I would have wholeheartedly agreed with you because she is a pretty lady and she didn't have the best two matches. But if you go on a quarterfinal and semifinal matches, I think she had two of the tournament there yeah. and, you know, I'd completely disagree with you there. Yeah. So, you know, I do, again, it could be partially because of who she was going against. You know, Aisha Raymond, maybe she wasn't that good. And uh, Lacey Evans, because Lacey Evans had quite a crap match with Tainara Conti in the first round. Uh, Both women, you know, it was a quick match. It was quite basic. Uh, But if you get to a match against Piper Niven, one of the greater matches of the tournament, it's Kari Sane. So I do think it depends on her opponent. Yes, she yeah. can have good yeah. matches with good opponents. But I, I think the problem is, is like we talked about Niven. I mean, sometimes you can be too attractive, and it, I think Trish Stratus found this. And I think you know you don't get taken seriously because of your looks, you know, and you have to kind of go that extra mile and prove it. Is that why China was the Intercontinental Champion? <laughs> exactly. I think she. I mean, if you're still a Playboy, anyway. Uh, so Tony Storm. If like I say, that she has got talent in the ring, and it just so happens there's benefits. With that, you know, if she got as far as she did because of her looks, that's another question, isn't it? Yeah. So, so from an unbiased opinion, James, because uh, I'm sure everyone knows where my heart and Bob penis lie, yeah. <coughs> and where they'd like to be laying. Yeah. Uh, so, so an unbiased opinion, James, was Storm there just because of her looks? What do you think? No, she wasn't. She wasn't there because of her looks. No, she wasn't. Is is Tessa Blanchard there just because of family connection? You know, it, it's these type of well, things. Well, is Candice LeRae there because of who she's married to? Uh, exactly, you know, so... Is Chalevers, is she there because of who her dad exactly. is? Exactly, so if we go into that, but <coughs> I, I think it's difficult to say. Anyway, moving on. Uh, well, Amy Johnson said, I can't believe Dan lost. I wanted Candice uh, to win. Well, get over it, all right? <laughs> Dan did lose, and Candice did get knocked out. And if you're lucky, Candice Ray might be on NXT, like we talked about, people to succeed. But uh, we all face disappointments in life, and we move on, you know? And uh, Kathy Matches, I wonder what her favourite matches are. <laughs> no, Kathy Matches says, my favourite has been Sane. Would I agree with you? My favourite has been Sane. I think she's up there. And we'll talk about who our favourites are. I think maybe yeah, even I, our I top three. Sane has been... She's definitely been up there at least. Yeah, she's spot on. But after the final, we'll uh, sit down. Because we always stand up during the matches. We'll sit down and we'll discuss who our favourite in the tournament has. Our favourite match and everything like this. But uh, we do move on. And it is nearly time for the Mae Young Classic final. But before, this was a lovely story. Dan, take it away. Well, the May Young Classic competitor, Kari Sane, pledges to fulfil promise to best friend. And now Kari Sane is more than just a sensational wrestler. She's also a sensational friend. The May Young Classic finalist took to Twitter on Tuesday promise she made to her late best friend. Well, wasn't she there on time? The touching post included a photo of flowers laid in front of her friend's grave. 
Though Sane didn't go into detail on who her friend is and what her promise entailed, the emotional message received an outpouring of support from WWE fans. Nicknamed the Pirate Princess, Sane relocated from her native Japan to America after signing with NXT earlier this summer. She's currently inaugural May Young Classic, where her gutsy performances have earned praise from around the globe during her march to the finals. The diminutive grappler was already an internationally renowned competitor when she came to the Classic, but her magnetic personality and captivating presentation have made her one of the tournament's most popular participants. Sane's commitment to her best friend is just another reason to root for her. I mean, isn't that a lovely uh, story, Dan? That, that, yeah, that is a sentiment. And uh, it does tug at the heartstrings, doesn't it? You know? It does, yeah. But again, you know, is it one of these... Uh, People like on X Factor, I'm doing it for my dead no, man. No, no, I don't. I don't think Asai needs to do that. Oh you no, know? She like, like, she's so she's... Open, she's the most over person in the tournament, I would say. And, oh, most definitely. You know, I don't think Asai. No, if anything, I think maybe WWE bugged her because she didn't give the information. If she was really going to go milk it, she'd be like, "Oh, it's my best friend I've known for ten years," you know, and all that. Kind yeah. of, well, she won't speak like that. She'd be like, "Oh, my best friend for ten years," but you know, oh, she was really rubbery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I suppose if she wanted to do it, you know, but she didn't. Yeah. Anyway, Triple H also had comments about the success of the May Young Classic. I came out here because I wanted to thank all of you. Here's the truth. We all got in this business, all of you watching it for the same reason, because we love what happens in that ring. More than anything. And for all the guys... For all the guys in the back, they saw this business. They thought it was the greatest thing ever, and they thought, man, I will sacrifice everything in my life for a chance at that dream to ride that rainbow. And at the end of that rainbow, though, there was a huge pot of gold for the guys. But for the women, for the women, they saw what happened in that ring, and they thought, they thought I'll, I'll sacrifice everything everything to live that dream for one shot at riding that rainbow and they rode that rainbow only there was no pot of gold until now you are that pot of gold this is that pot of gold this is that pot of gold it starts here tonight for that sacrifice to live that dream right here tonight. So I come out here now to say thank you for making that a reality. So interesting to have Triple H. We've heard from Triple H. We've heard from Stephanie. We've talked about Raw. We've talked about SmackDown. Curry Sane is going against Shania Basler. Okay, so it's time. It is time. It is the May Young Classic final match. But before, I've said that a lot tonight, before we watch that match, Dan, we're going to have an in-depth profile on each woman. And up first, the woman that you're backing in this final? Of course, it's against you, James. I'm going to be backing someone that you don't want to win. Well, Kari Sane, she has an extensive sports background in yachting, competing at an intercollegiate level and national competitions, while also taking part in world championships with a dream of making it to the Olympics. After graduating from Hosei University with a bachelor's degree in Japanese literature, 
Husaku, which is her real name, began pursuing a career in acting. She also did some theatre work, and one of her performances, where she performed as a professional wrestler, was seen by Fuka, who was the general manager of the World Wondering Stardom promotion, who invited Husaku to one of their events. She quickly fell in love with professional wrestling's aspects of combining acting with sports and dedicated and, and decided to become a wrestler herself. She started training with Stardom in 2011 on November the 14th, 2011. She passed her protest and graduated as part of Stardom's first class of trainees alongside Act Yasukawa and Natsumi Shizuki and Yuri Harunka. Kusaku, now working under the ring name Kari Hojo, made her debut for Stardom on January the 7th, 2012, losing to Yuzuki Akira. Playing off her yachting background, Hojo was dubbed the Pirate Princess. She quickly became a founding member of Zenruku Joshi Stable, led by Akira. In November 2012, Hojo formed a new tag team with Natsumi with the two finishing second in the 2012 Goddess of Stardom Tag Team League. Zenruki... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Zenrokoyo... Zenayoku Zen, uh, Joshi disbanded in January 2013 when Hojo unsuccessfully challenged her stablemate Yuzuki Akiawa for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. Hojo won her first title April the 29th, 2013... At Ryogoyu Ryogoyu Cinderella, where she and Shozuki build as build collectively as Ho Show Tenyo, defeated Haley Hatred and Kyoko Kimura for the Goddess of Stardom Championship. Their reign, however, lasted only a month before Shozuki sidelined with a cervical, and she and Hojo were stripped of the title. Shizuki never returned from her injury, instead resigning from stardom. Well, about Basler was switching between the two. On March 1st, 2015, at Ring of Honor's 13th anniversary show, Basler accompanied Red Dragon to the ring for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions defence. And if you know Red Dragon, that is Carla Riley and Bobby Fish. <laughs> Fish. Uh, after they won, she helped cut a celebratory promo where they described her addition to the team as Finding Our Ringo. After training under Josh Barnett, Basler made a professional wrestling debut on September 26, 2015, losing to cheerleader Melissa for the quintessential pro wrestling in Reno, Nevada. Basler was attacked by Nicole Matthews after the match, setting up a future confrontation between the two. On October 30th, Basler defeated Matthews in the first match against each other, but lost in their second meeting, a KO submission only match in January 2016 won by Matthews via KO in just over nine minutes. On the January 23rd, 2016, at Magnum Pro Wrestling event in Omaha, Nebraska, Basler defeated Heather Batera. On July 17th, Basler defeated Ruby Rays to become the Premier Women's Champion at Premier 13. Uh, well, back to same. On June the 23rd, 2013, Hojo teamed with Kauri. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Have you made some of these fucking no, names No, I haven't, honestly. Kauri Yonimaya and Yuhi to defeat Christina Von Eri, Hayley Hatred and Kyoko Kimura for the vacant Artist of Stardom Championship. They lost the title to Kimura, Alpha Female and the Female Predator, Amazon, on November the 4th in May 
uh, on November the 4th. So Jazzy Gaber was the alpha female. <coughs> in May 2014, Hojo made her Mexican debut by representing Stardom in the Dragon Mania 9 and Lucha Fan Fest 8 events. In August, Stardom's roster was split in half as part of a storyline rivalry between older wrestlers born in Showa in the Showa period and the younger wrestlers born in the Heisei period. Hojo, having born, been born in the Showa period, aligned herself with the Lane Takayashi and Miho Wakizawa. Fucking hell, James. I, I didn't know you knew so much about this. Uh, well, on August the 10th, Hojo <laughs> resigned the Goddess of Stardom title when she and Takahashi defeated Alpha Female and Kyoko Kimura. After an eight-month reign, Hojo was again stripped of the title when Takahashi was sidelined with an ankle injury. Basnod debuted for absolute intense wrestling in April 2016, losing to Mia Yim, who was in May Young Classic. She returned to the promotion in June, defeating Vader Scott. She then returned to the promotion in August, defeating Annie Social. And on September 9th, she defeated Heidi Lovelace to become the AIW Women's Champion. She made her first successful defence against Britt Baker on November 5th and again retained the championship against Ray Lynn and Azara in a three-way match for Rise West Wrestling on November 10th. She once again successfully retained the championship against Lovelace in a rematch on November 25th. In February 2015, following an incident between Act Yasukawa and Yoshiko, Hojo was named an intermediary, an intermediary between the wrestlers and management in order to bring the two sides closer. Following the incident, Stardom's top title, the World of Stardom Championship, was declared vacant with the tournament announced to determine the new champion. On March 29th, Hojo first defeated Kyoko Kimura and then Io Shiara to win the World of Stardom Championship for the first time. After a four-month reign, she lost the title to Miyako Satomura on July 26th. Hojo bounced back by winning Stardust Tournament, the five-star GP, by defeating Hudson Envy in the finals on September the 23rd. At the end of the year, Hojo was named Stardom's MVP of 2015. And in January 2016, Hojo came together with former rivals Ayo Shira and Mayu Iwatani to form a new stable. On February 28, 2016, the three, <coughs> the three now build collectively as Freedom a combination of the words three and stardom, if you didn't know, defeated Evie Hiro Hi Hiroyo Matsumoto and Kelly Skater to win the Artist of Stardom Championship. In April, Hojo, along with the Iwatani and Shiara, travelled to the United States to take part in the events held by Lucha Underground and Vendetta Pro Wrestling. On May 15th, Hojo won another title when she defeated Santana Garrett for the Wonder of Stardom Championship, winning the title in her fourth attempt. On August the 8th, Hojo made her debut for the Inoki Genomi Federation, defeating Jungle Kayona at an event in Shanghai. On September the 3rd, Hojo defeated Io Shiari to take over leadership of the Red Stars block in the, 26, in the 2016 Five Star GP. However, during the match, Hojo suffered a concussion which forced her to pull out of the remaining matches eliminating her from the tournament. On October the 2nd, Freedom lost to the Artists of Stardom Championship to Hannah Kimura, Kagetsu and Kyoko Kimura in her third defence. 
Well, in June 2016, Basler made a debut for Shimmer Women's Athletes at Volume 81, defeating Raya O'Reilly. She defeated Solo Darling at Volume 82 and Volume 83. She unsuccessfully challenged Nicole Savoy for the Heart of Shimmer Championship. She once again defeated Mia Yim at Volume 85. She returned in November, teamed with Mercedes Martinez in a loss to the Aussie squad, Kelly Skater and Shazza McKenzie at Volume 86. At Volume 87, she faced Katie Ray, Heidi Lovelace and Vanessa Craven in a fatal four-way match won by Craven. At Volume 88, she lost to Shazza McKenzie by disqualification. At Volume 89, she once again lost to McKenzie in a no-disqualification match. At Volume 90, she once again defeated by Heidi Lovelace. Well, on November the 11th, Hojo and Yoko Bito defeated Io Shiari and Maya Mayu Iwitani in the finals to win the 2016 Goddess of Stardom Tag League. Following the match, Shiari turned on Iwatina and announced that freedom was history. On the second, Hojo and Bito defeated Kagetsu and Kyoko Kimura to become the new Goddess of Stardom champions. They lost the titles to Hiroshio Matsumoto and Jungle Kaona in their second defence on March the 5th, 2017. Also in March, it was reported that Hojo had told Stardom Office that she was leaving the promotion for WWE the following month. On March the 20th, Hojo unsuccessfully challenged Io Siari, World of Stardom Championship, and on May the 6th, Hojo, Hiromi Matsura and Kanomi defeated AZM, HZK and Io Siari to win the Artist of Stardom Championship. Following the match, Hojo confirmed her impending departure from stardom without specifically mentioning WWE. Hojo contemplated retirement due to her age and injuries but decided to go wrestle overseas after consulting Bull Nakano. The following day, Freedom reunited together, defeating Hiromi, Mi- Mi- Hiromi Mamura, HZK and Jungle Kiona in a six-woman tag team match. Hojo's one-year reign as the Wonder of Stardom champion ended on May the 14th when she lost the title to Mayu Iwatani in her ninth title defence, falling one defence short of tying Santana Garrett's record for most defences. Hojo wrestled her final matches for Stardom on Hojo, Mimura and Konomi, lost the Artist of Stardom championships back to AZM, HZK and Shiari. In her second defence, Hojo wrestled an unadvertised 10-match one minute time limit series against member of the Stardom roster that ended in three wins, six draws and one loss. So that's how and fair play Dan for getting through all that, that was a lot of stuff but a real in-depth look at career up until this point and we'd finish, I finish on Sanyo Basler uh, <laughs> let me just finish this uh, so she then moved Basler to the world wandering Stardom in October 2015 Basler worked two events for Japanese promotion World Wonder Ring Stardom during the American tour in California. First team with Brittany Wonder and Datura in a loss to Oedi Tai, Akiyakizuki, Chris Wolf, and Kaiko Kimura, and successfully challenging cheerleader Melissa for the GRPW Lady Luck Championship two days later. She returned to the promotion in January 2017, this time tour in Japan. She made a debut on January 3rd, teaming with Mayu Itami and Jungle Kriona to defeat Sumisaki, Kagase and Kaoki Kimura. The following day, she teamed with Nixon Newell and Kaylee Ray to defeat Iwatani, Kari Hojo and Konami. The following day, she faced Himo Mimura and Viper in a triple threat match won by Viper. And on January 15th, she had a triple threat match, this time defeating Maimo Wantabi and Jungle Kriona. On 
Janu 29th, your team with Diona Parezzo and Christy James to defeat Chris Wolf, Viper and Kaji Jitsi. On February 25th, Basler unsettled challenge Eero Sharari for the World of Stardom Championship. Dan. And in September 2016, it was reported that Basler was one of the many independent wrestlers taking part in a WWE tryout. And of course, the tryout was successful. She's part of the May Young Classic. Now, after those in-depth analysis of both athletes, we have the start of the programme. The finale of the May Young Classic opens with a video package of, of course, Basler and Kari Sane, who will be competing in the final tonight. 32 women, hailing from 13 countries, had the privilege to compete in the groundbreaking May Young Classic Tournament. This is what this tournament is all about. As we advance through each round, the exhilaration of victory increased. This is a monumental night in Candice LeRae's career and life. As did the devastation of defeat. He's got fire, his passion, but it just wasn't enough. From 32 incredible athletes, we are down to the final two. But only one can be crowned champion. Will it be the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler? who powered her way into the finals, or the high-flying Japanese sensation, Kyrie Sane. A lot of these girls were kind of amazed by the big audience and the bright lights. I'm not like everybody else. No one in this tournament has been more dominating than Shayna Baszler. I could give a crap if the fans hate me. I'm here to win a tournament. You see that smile on her face? She likes a good fight. If people don't know who they should put their money on, well, they're going to lose a lot of money. History will be made tonight. Who will be remembered as the winner of the inaugural May Young Classic? We are about to find out right now. We're live from Las Vegas with Renee Young. She hopes the show and leads us to the video for the Red Carpet Special early this evening. And of course, we saw Ronda Rousey. And of course, interesting enough, I should say part of the GLOW team, Dan, was Kia Stevens, who you might know more as Amazing Kong. You know, um, or Karma in WWE. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she was there earlier, talking about Mae Young. Uh, and then we go into the arena, Dan. Uh, well, we see Dana Warrior, WWE Hall of Famer, Beth Phoenix, and Hall of Famer, Alundra Blaze at ringside. Mauro Ronaldo is also shown. And Rene sends us to WWE Hall of Famers, JR and Lita at ringside for commentary. We see Kari Sane walking backstage and Shania Basler is backstage with Ronda Rousey and Jasmine Duke. JR leads us to a video package on the finalists. Go on, JR. Go on, JR. Here we go. Video package on the finalists. Being in the ring, dismantling an opponent, it is very much just business, but I'd be lying if I didn't tell you I didn't take great pleasure in using them as a means to an end of sending messages. Can anybody slow down Shayna Baszler? I came in like a, 
a hungry predator. Dana Baser is a dangerous human being. At the same time, I want to send a message to the rest of the tournament. Look at Baser! Come on, man, break the hole! That's enough! Candace is out cold! Everyone knows now. If people weren't shaking in their boots before that, they definitely are now. Kyrie saying her reputation as being a global star has preceded her. Kyrie has proven herself to be a worthy competitor, but there's no one in this tournament that knows how to take a body apart like I do. Shayna Baszler is going to foul through anybody she gets to. MMA has been a great performer, but it's not a matter of fact. But it's not a matter of fact. It's not a matter of fact. The littlest dog in the fight is going to fight the biggest dog in the yard. She's got this, like, never going to give up, you're never going to break her will. What a shot! No way! Look at the heart of Kyrie Sane! It's going to be fun to have all those fans see Kyrie's will break for the first time. Let's fight. And fight is what we will do, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, yes, this is what it's been leading to, the May Young Classic final. There's been a lot of build-up to this final match, but it has all been worth it. And of course, we'll give a rundown on everything after we know the winner. But I should say, Dan, I'm excited because there are two points on the line in this matchup. If I win, I get two points being the winner of the May Young Classic, and I move to 6-1. On the over on the May Young, it's four one at the moment. Will it stay that way? Will it change? I hope, uh, of course, that. Well, I hope Basler wins. We saw the face to face on the semi-finals, and you said you haven't seen Basler have a good match yet. So it'll be interesting to see if we do get that here tonight. Oh look, we see the Rock's mother and daughter at ringside. We we'll also see some of the May Young Classic competitors in the crowd. Well, there you go, my. Uh, Obviously, Pippa Niven. Mercedes Martinez. Tony Storm. Pippa Niven looks quite fit there, actually. Yeah. Candice LeRae. And Tony Storm. Yeah, my girl. So anyway, Tony Storm losing. And here's the entrances. Here comes Shayna Basler. And how did she get it, Dan? I'll tell you. Well, the first round, she went up against none other than Zedda in a hard-hitting affair. And then through to the court. Oh, is she going to touch the trophy? No. <laughs> and then through to the... Round of 16, where she beat Mia Yim. And in the quarterfinals, probably her greatest victory so far over Candice LeRae. And then into the semifinals, she had to face the woman who looked after her, Mercedes Martinez, and she beat her to get through to face Kari Sane. But how did Sane make it here? Well, Kari Sane, in the first round, she beat Tessa Blanchard. In the second round, she beat um, Bianca Belair with the long hair. Quarterfinal, she beat Dakota Kai in a very good match. In the semi-finals, she beat my lady Tony Storm, and uh, here she is in the final going against that dyke. You so disrespectful, Basler 
but Ed Basler is the most dangerous woman in the whole competition. We've seen it. Look at Rousey cheering on at ringside. Ronda Rousey's getting rowdy. Yes, she is. Well, four horsewomen in the house. We are live from Las Vegas as we await. Kari Sane. The Princess Pirate. Oh, nearly touching. <sighs> nearly touching the cursed trophy. But she touched it in the last round and made it through, so... Or did she just salute it like she did that time? No, she touched it. I saw her touch it, down. Sure. If she touched it, she da- touched it back up there. So, what kind of match are you expecting here? <sighs> I think Kari Sane's going to do a lot of duck, ducking and dodging and getting out of the way of uh, Shania Basler's offence, hopefully. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Basler will be very offensive in this match. She needs to get hold of Kyrie Sane, bring her down, take her down to her level, work the ground. We've seen her get submission victories. Just, I mean, it's going to take a lot. We've seen how tough Kyrie Sane is. I think Basler just needs to rely on what got her here. Taking very little punishment, I would say, Basler. In the last match, probably the most the most difficult for her, whereas Kyrie Sane has been in a war ever since the first round, yeah. you know, with well, Tessa Blanche. You know, she's, she's always been, I think she's probably the shortest competitor of this tournament, and she's always had to fight an uphill battle. Yeah. So, so with Shania Basler, she's, I think she's more used to, you know, the ground and pound beating and, you know, just completely dominating her opponent. Yeah, uh, and I think back off guard by Sane's just kind of offence. Uh, uh, but before we get on to predictions, let's do the tail of the tape. Dan, you do your one. Uh, well, Kari Sane, she's five foot one, very short. She's a technical style wrestler. She finishes with the diving elbow, which we she seen, which we seen finish off all the competitors in the previous rounds. And she's of course from Japan. And Shayna Basler. Five foot seven submission grappling, uh, Kafuda driver. We've also seen her use that rear naked choke to get most of the victories. Mayan classic and uh, fighting out the good US of A. So, predictions, Dan, who would you say you would go for in this match? Say, uh, if you've never seen it, what would you say? Uh, I'd probably go for Shayna Basler. She looks meaner, and I think with what she's, you know, or who she's bringing into the tournament, I think, you know, having Ronda Rousey in her corner's given her a staff. And, yeah, you know, but I don't want her to win. I want Kari Sane to win, of course. But, of course, I want Basler to win, but I think Kari Sane will get it because I think Basler is destined for main roster things with the four horsewomen. And I think, uh, at the moment, Sane fits in perfectly to kind of NXT and winning that trophy, trophy and moving on, getting that momentum there, rather than getting lost in the shuffle. And, of course, you've got Oscar debuting on Raw, so you probably don't want her there. So you need an Asian to replace Oscar on NXT. Is that what... Are you being actually stereotypical? I'm saying what, this is what NXT's done. You look at Hideo Tommy. He got injured. Nakamura came in. Nakamura went up. Tommy came back in. The same thing with Oscar as well. And, and it's not just taking the place. She will be... You know, we've Representing seen, the Japanese market. Not just that. Sane is, can be the face of the women's division because she's the best woman. It's 32 women in here. And she's proven to get it down to the last two, how good she is. And I think it's, it's credit to Basler to actually get through with such limited experience. And usually where you see kind of one-sided fighter, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? That kind of fight who just relies on one thing. Usually gets caught up because you haven't got another game plan. So I'm really worried for Basler. But, if you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that she can put Sane away. You know, maybe a diving elbow, catching a submission. As Lillian Garcia is here, of course, probably... The most famous female ring announcer as well. <laughs> and, oh, no bonus point. Just oh, bollocks. Black guy. <sighs> so, yes, Lillian Garcia is here. And she is 
Yeah, would you say she's the most famous women announcer? There's not that been that many, is it? <laughs> yeah, I'd say she is, yeah. <laughs> Are they going to shake hands to begin? Yeah. Basler touches. Yeah, I'd say it is. They touch tips. So here we go. This is on. This is what we've been building up to. You know, 31 matches, and now it's time for the May Young Classic final. The bell versus the Sane. Which... Sane versus Basler. Well, which way is this going to go? I'm so excited about this, Dan. I've been up all night ready for this match as Basler pushes Sane away. Of course, you know, I want to get the points for Basler, but I just want this to be a great match. I want Basler to have a good match. We talked about maybe not having uh, the kind of with best rating as the tournament went on, and I think if she can't get a good match from Sane, then I think she's in serious trouble. But first bit of offence, Basler pushes her up against the ropes. Clean, Yeah. So was it just Candice LeRae she doesn't have any fucking respect for then? It looks that way at the moment. And you have to ask yourself why, really? Is it because she knew she it, was, she was your pick? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. And this is what I was talking about straight away. Takedown, working the punches, and now trying to go. Oh, trying to get that cross arm breaker in, but Sane Ooh. with a cheeky roll up. Oh, oh she gets God. caught in that rear naked, but Sane rolls through with the. Oh, well, that's. Dragged back over by Basler. Oh, my word, but say three times now, getting caught in her own submission. Has to let go of the submission. Not to be pinned, but saying showing, yeah, if you want to do that, do that. That's how little your weary is. Well, it's Basil saying that's close. I think Sane was even closer there. Most yeah. definitely, yeah. And now we're going to see a test of strength. You can see the height difference there between these two women. Well, is there a power difference? That's what you've got to ask yourself. You would think so, as Basler making Sane bend all the way backwards. Oh, then sweeping her leg and delivering a thunderous kick to the back of Sane. That looked like it hurt. Now Basler picks Sane back up. Can't let her rest, Basler. Irish whip. But Sane, oh, lovely head scissors. Basler lands straight on her feet. (laughs) Oh, look at the face of Basler. More annoyed than anything. Went for the clothesline, but turned it into a waist lock. Oh, reversal by Basler. Then a couple of kicks exchanged between the two. And Basler nearly kicked Kari Sane's head off. Oh, I think if Sane would land, would stayed in the ring with that, she might have been in serious trouble. Kick right to the side of the head. Don't forget when she come flying off, I think the semi-finals right onto the uh, entranceway. Yeah, could be still carrying a mark. Well, just of think, you know, last year she was thinking about retiring due to her age. Well, this is the thing. This is what you talked about. She's been there, done that. This is her last chance, desperate to get in. Oh. <laughs> Basler with like a drive-by there on Kari Sane. Ah, well, that will learn you. Sane's in serious trouble. Basler throwing her back in. She looks like a woman on a mission here. Starting to get a bit worried for Sane now. And going for the pin. One. Oh, no. Kick out. Ah. And now Basler's going to work on that arm. And this is what is wearing her down. And if she hurts the arm, she maybe can't use the elbow as well, which has been her primary weapon. In this tournament. Oh, she's got a hand pinned to the mat by her foot. Oh, and she's just grinding it into the mat. Don't. Oh, and then jumps up and just lands her foot on the elbow there. She must have broken her wrist. No, definitely might have. Well, probably hyperextended it there. Definitely hyperextension <laughs> of the elbow. As Sane just trying to get back. But, oh, Basler, very nice work in the arm. I mean, it's basic, but it does work like we talked about. Oh, waist lock attempt, but Kari saying reverse into a roll up. Oh. But Basler managing to kick out. Oh, uh-huh. referee got in the way there, and Sane went for the dive. We've seen her do it before. Basler, and at the moment, with the arm lock in. 
Just shaking that arm loose. Trying Bas to hyperextend the shoulder this time. And Basil's game plan is working perfectly. And now she's got the arm again. Oh, my. Twisting the wrist round. And, and this is the thing. Like, Basil has no care about your body parts. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, we saw it with Candice LeRae. We saw it, you know, just wants to hurt you. And if she put you out for a long, uh, you know, a, a, a amount of time. She doesn't care. She's doing her job. The same. Finally, trying to get some momentum. Oh, going for that dive again, but getting caught in a waist lock. And just throw, oh, trying to throw oh. Kari Sane. Keeping hold of the waist lock, rolling through and throwing her again. Throwing her about like she's a rag doll. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh, fucking hell. Sane managing to get the shoulder up a two. Two, but that was a bit of a late kick out there. Oh, it was a late pin as well. I, <laughs> I think it's time slowed down briefly. Well, we did see the fuck up on Raw with the referee not counting the three, didn't we, with a Hardy Boys match. But let's hope there's no mistakes here. And at the moment, Basil's not making any as she's working the arm of the Pirate Princess who's trying to get to that bottom rope. Finally does to get some separation. Basil... Well, she can't pull the straps down of her top because uh, she's a woman. So she pulls her hairband out of her hair in protest. Looks like she's going to try and turn things up a level. Oh. But Sane with a double-handed chops and Basler's just smiling at her. <laughs> so is that all you got, bitch? Now Basler's chops. Oh, she's starting to feel the effect now after a few chops. And Sane's just going insane. you got to block it, Basler. For fuck's sake, you can't let combinations come in. Double slap across the chest again. And now she's got nowhere to go. Basilo following Sane in. Oh, follows it up with a massive knee. And that could get the job done. But I, I don't like this. I don't like the way this is going. Shayna Basler's just taking too long <laughs> about it, though. It doesn't take too long. She's been in control throughout the whole match so far. She, Like you said, she's doing. She's Baron Corbin it up as she's running the ropes. The Sane runs the opposite ropes and manages to hit that spear. Oh... Oscar! Wow, what four that is. Five, how many were that? Bailey. Bailey and fucking like Charlotte Banks. and Banks and Lynch and Oscar. Yeah. Shoulder up by Basler, but here comes Sane. And a diving elbow in. Oh. oh. Running double, double drop kick to the midsection. Bounces off the bottom rope and a double foot stomp <laughs> to the stomach. Oh no, go for the pin. She will not get pinned by a foot stomp like that to the chest. She's tougher than that. We, that's what I know about Basler. Especially Aaron Rousey. You don't want to disappoint Ronda Rousey, do you? You want to kind of say, look, I could be a champion just like you, friend. Friend. Champion friend. But now, since the leg lock, well, leg lock. It's a waist lock, really. So you talk about that. Look, they, they stri strike right to Rousey. I was talking about her. They show it. It looked like Sane was in control there. But the submission training, MMA training of Basler gets her out of that hold. Turns it into an offensive move, knocking some, maybe some sense into the same with a forearm and saying, can you really hang with Basler in this one? But Basler is looking tired. The longer this match goes on, I think the more it's going to favour Kari Sane. I think you're right Because Basler's that. used to us of fighting and then a quick rest. <coughs> well, anything, but she's not getting a chance. Anything longer than 50 minutes, she's in trouble. Now she's backed up in the corner. Kari Sane marching to the opposite corner. Oh! Follows up with a... Big shoulder, but Basler managing to move out of the way. Well, Basler knew that. So I said we'd be scouting her well, and she's been working on the arm for the majority of this match. Is she going to look, try and finish off Sane, but Sane's just so tough. Fighting out with a clubbing blows to the midsection of the back. Oh. Axe kick to the middle of the back as well. 
Baz has been dropped to the mat. Is she going up for the patented elbow drop? Well, this could be it now. But Basler, surely. Don't call me Shirley. Back to her feet already. Oh, here go. Oh, my word. There he goes. That's what safe. Was it. She's in the middle of the ring. She went for the elbow, got caught, and in the middle of the ring, submission in. There Don't is tap. no doubt. Don't tap. She's going to pass out. She'll pass out rather than tap out. Oh. Basler's got her. Middle of it. This is done. Don't. Here we go. Slowly fading. Slowly go fading. Go no. Go on. Oh elbow. God. Elbow. And the elbows to Basler breaks the submission. Come on, Basler, get up. We talk about the um the what is taken out of you, the energy. Of course trying to breathe, especially if one of those ribs have been cracked now by Sane. Basil's struggling to get any breath in. Deep breath, girl. Come on. What are you saying? I mean, she's just had the breath choked out of her. And she's one arm. She's armless as well, basically, isn't she? Because Basil's been working at the majority of the oh, match. Oh, the spinning back fist from Sane. And Basler didn't even see it coming. I used to love that move. Dragging her over to the corner. No. Go on, drop that big elbow, girl. Sane going up. Drop it. Oh, here we go. Basler's up already. Yes. Kicks Sane's foot out from underneath her. Like a monster. She's like the female Braun Strowman getting to her feet. Like, no, you shall not pass. What are you saying, female? She's like a fucking man. And now she's got Sane up. Top rope. He's going to suplex her in. Fight it, Sane. Fight it. Well, Basler's not used to being this high up. Oh, no. It's a rib area again that Sane's targeting. Drawing the breath out of her lungs. Work the body, the head will come off, and Basler teetering. It's your May Young Clinton. It's a final. Well, these women are no. both going toe to toe on the second rope. This is the last chance you've got to win this. Take her out. Both in very precarious positions. Blocks it. has got the arm lock in. She's oh. got the rope, though, so she has to break it. Oh, what is Basler doing on the outside? Go on, saying fight out. Go pedigree her back in. Head butter in the fanny. <laughs> Oh, insane. Like I said, headbutt. Shoulder block to the midsection. Oh, no. Hangs her up in a tree of woe. Basler's got nowhere to go. Here comes Sane. Double foot stomp to the chest. Could this be it? Dakota Kai, eat your heart out. One, two. No. Basler had her hands on the ropes, but I don't even think the referee saw it. The referee's not been good in this match, and I'm not saying that just because he's male, but I think just the way it's happened in this... And now Basler backed up in a corner. Sane. Bollocks. One arm looking to put Basler away. Oh, big elbow to Basler. And Sane's calling for it. No. For the third time. Can she no. be third time lucky? Oh, Finish it. her off. Call it now. Bang. No. Big elbow off the top. One, oh. two, <laughs> three. Yes, Kari Sane. Whoa. Kari Sane wins the May Young. Women's classic, but more importantly, she deprives James of two extra bonus points, which is the most important of this night. No, it's not. It's not. The most important part is this. Kari saying, fair play. You have been the woman of the tournament, and you've proved it in the final there by by winning against Basler in a, in a really hard-hitting affair. I think unlike anything... We've seen in the May Young Classic so far. And she gets the job done. And, and what heart and determination. It is lovely. But before I get your thoughts now, I thought Basil's getting back up. You can see, look at each woman now. Well, both women are certainly spent from that match. Sane's holding the arm because Basil, Basil with a midsection. 
And this is, of course, Basil's first defeat in the tournament, but a losing finalist. Makari Sane offering her hand to Basler to help her up. Oh. And a loving embrace. <laughs> the only person she didn't show any respect to was my Candice LeRae. What a lovely moment. What Basler a travesty. Holds the arm up of the May Young Classics inaugural champion. And fair play. What a lovely moment for Basler there. And it was just that, a moment, same with the experience to fight out, to hit the elbow. And, and if anybody would win this tournament, apart from my pick, Baslaw, I'm happy the Pirate Princess did. Dan, what? Um, I thought it was a fairly good match. I don't think it's been the best match of the tournament, but it was Shania Baslaw's best match, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked it. I liked it because it was... It was it was hard hitting affair. It kind of brought. It showed that uh, Sane can wrestle many different styles. If you look at a kind of high flying affairs to this, this was hard hitting, and she proved she belonged. And that elbow, it's something to behold, as well. Get the pin, and um, I think a good match. And like you said, yeah, I, I think that was Basil's best match because it told a story, and it's interesting to see how it ended as well. With Basil showing that little bit of respect as we're getting Stephanie and Triple H out here to award the roses and then of course the trophy to the winner, Kari Sane. Of course, Sarah Amato there as well. And Triple H holding the ropes for Basil. And just like Ronda Rousey, she's a fucking loser. And she goes away. This is bullshit. No, it's a lovely moment for Kari Sane. Triple H raising your hand. What a great moment. What a great moment. <laughs> what a great moment. Your first May Young Classic champion. Possibly your only. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Dan, ESPN, the winner, as reported by ESPN, will challenge for the NXT Women's title at the next TakeOver. Now, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think it's a good prize. Definitely, yeah. It's, you know, whoever would have won it, I think it's, uh, it's basically like winning a Royal Rumble. Like that, yeah, yeah. Who do you think she should face at Takeover? Go on, put you on the spot. Um, Nikki Cross. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Because Ember Moon's had a couple of attempts. I know she's unsuccessful, but yeah, I think Nikki Cross. Who else really is there? You know, Ember Moon, Ruby Riot, the iconic Royce, duo. Yeah, so that's like Billy Kay, Billy Kay. Uh, no, I think Nikki Cross. Yeah, I think I'd be an interesting match. I think. Like an Ember Moon and Kyrie Say match would be fucking awesome. But I think Ember Moon would need the victory. With this, is Sane really going to lose at TakeOver? It's, it, it's, it asks questions, doesn't it? If, yeah. In May Young Classic or the NXT tournament. And talk about ask questions. Now we're going to ask, I think, the most important questions. So this is an interesting one. At the 32, Dan, who has the most potential at the 32? Write someone down. All right. Alright, so we've we've made our votes now. We've got him in. So we're going to do like we said, what we said. So we'll start off first with the most potential. Dan, you can go first. Who do you think of the May Young Classic has got the most potential? Piper Niven. Piper Niven. And what are your reasoning behind that choice? Um, I just think, she, you know, as, as the tournament grew, she got more and more impressive. Um, you know, and, and she's, she's shown she can adapt even though she wasn't you know, she didn't make it past the quarterfinals. I think she she performed really well. 
especially in that match against Storm, she done brilliantly. I I I would I did think about going Niven. I'm not going to lie to you, but I thought then well, most potential. It's not just like it's who's got the most. If you if you get behind someone, you build them up. Who's got the most potential? And they're probably going to have a go at me, but I think Tessa Blanchard is the one with the most potential. Just imagine this, right? Not just because of anything else. Name value alone. Charlotte Flair is great having the four horsewomen there in in the WWE at the moment. But imagine if she had someone by her side, the same lineage as her father did with uh, Tully Blanchard, to have now another Blanchard with another Flair and actually build a four horsewoman stable like they did back then. I think she, she's got the name for it. You know how much WWE loves the family name. What we've seen in the tournament as well. I think if you build her up right on NXT and then bring her up to Raw, even SmackDown, and have her in Charlotte's kind of, you know what I mean, like the Dana Brooke type character. But it would make perfect sense like that because obviously a Blanchard always looks out for a flair. And you could even build it like that, the eventual fucking split between the two, Blanchard versus... And I think it, it would work perfectly. Anyway, up next. Yeah. Uh, biggest surprise? Uh, for me, there is only one biggest surprise. I thought about it being a bit funny. It's Jazzy Gabert's elimination in the first round versus... Abby Leif. Abby Leif. I mean, I liked Abby Leif, don't get me wrong, but I think Gabbert could... And we saw the reaction she got in the six-women match as well. Fans loved her. To go further, I think she deserved... It was either that or um, it was Martinez getting through the semi-final because I would have seen Gabbert in her place all day. I don't know yeah. what you know what I mean. I, I, I would definitely done. Who who's your biggest surprise? How more surprising can you get than someone with not only the same date, not only the same month, but the same year as well? We are exactly the same age. What's her name? Nicole Savoy. Isn't it the Savoy? She lost to Lorraine in the second round. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a nice biggest surprise. Like, um, all right. I'll ask you. Most impressive. Mercedes Martinez. <laughs> well, I said didn't deserve to be through the same <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you well, know Martinez. she had um, she didn't have a bad match against Zerli. She beat Princesca Sergey, and she was very impressive in that. And then uh, she looked really dangerous going against Abby Leif, and I thought she'd done really well against Shania Brasler, and you know to make it through to the semi-finals. She she really impressed me. Yeah, no, a fair play, fair play. I mean, I I. For me, I think I look at her like you look at Basler. But then again, you know, I see her also with Impressive, and you're probably going to say I'm biased. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I thought that was, yeah. Because, you know, she, she didn't have the most impressive first couple of matches, but as, as the tournament grew, she grew on brilliant match against Niven, an even better match against Kari Sane, and, you know, she was unlucky not to make it through to the finals. I uh, I have gone for the most impressive. I've gone uh, Piper Niven. Because she's fat. Because <laughs> uh, she is the most impressive. She went toe-to-toe with a Tony Ste- uh If you look at a track record throughout the tournament as well, no one <clears throat> no one gave her a chance when she went up against Santana Garrett, got through, beat Serena Deeb as well in a very good match, and then, of course, against um, Tony Storm as well. Uh, and and like, the look, the, the, the kind of... The, we've talked about her probably more than anybody else on here and for me she has been the most impressive because if if I could see any of them again don't get me wrong I know I'm going to see Kari Sane on NXT but if I could see any if someone said what match do you want to watch out of the 32 women what match would you want to watch now and I'll say oh stick on a fucking Piper Niven match and that's just the way I roll 
So, match of the tournament, women of the tournament. What should you do first? What's more important? Um, <coughs> match of the tournament. Go on then, Dad. So, give me, how, give me your numbers. What do you want me to start? Fours? How many four out of fives are you given? One, two, three, four, five, six. Four out of five. I've given five four out of fives. How many four and a half out of fives? I've given one, two, three, four and a half. Out I've of given five. three four and a half out of fives. How many five out of fives are you given? One. I have given no five out of fives. How many? Uh, but I have given a one out of five. I've given a two out of five. That's my lowest score. And what match is that? Uh, Should we say that, the count of three? One, two, three. three. Rachel Ever. Evers, Marty Bell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Evers Bell, yeah. One out of five. What are your four out of fives? Yeah, build up. To, we'll build suspense. So build up to your big match. So what are your four out of fives, Dan? Right. Four out of fives was Kari Sane versus Basler. Yep. Kari Sane versus Blanchard. Yep. Surprise, surprise. Kari Sane versus Dakota Kai. Yep. Um, Abby Leif versus Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. Jabby Gaber versus Abby Leif. Yeah. And Abby Leif versus Rachel Evers. Five four out of fives. Do you want to know as I build up? So, Yim versus Logan got a four out of five. Garrett versus Niven, four out of five. Blanchard versus Sane, four out of five. Baslor versus Sane. LeRae versus Basler. Yim, Lo- I got Yim Logan, Garrett Niven, Blanchard Sane, Basler Sane, LeRae Basler. Yeah, that's, that's the five. And then I have got three joint four and a half out of fives. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so I've got rank three. I've got Niven versus Stormer, four and a half out of five. Same versus Kai, four and a half out of five. And I've got another five, but I might be swayed judging your decision. So, Dan, what have you awarded five out of five? Um, my five? I haven't done my four and a half out of five yet. Oh, fuck, do you four and a half then? Fuck fucking hell. hell. Don't Come have a then. fucking go at me for missing me out. <laughs> Come on. Four and a half out of five was Sane versus Storm. Yeah. Niven versus Storm. Yeah. And Logan versus Mia Yim. And oh, my most prestigious, five out of five. Yeah, so what is the match of the tournament for you? Go on. Sane versus Belair. There we go. And I'll agree, because that was my third four out of five. So we'll say that Bianca Belair versus Kyrie Sane was the match of the tournament. And finally... Yeah, woo! After all that, yeah. Finally! Finally! And finally, Dan, woman of the tournament. I'm going to ask you, who have you gone for? Well... I don't think it's much of a surprise. And seeing as I rated all of her matches, either four out of five or better, it's going to be Kari Sane. Kari Sane didn't, in my books, go under four out of five. So she is the woman of the tournament. Well done, Kari Sane. You travelled far and wide to get to the WWE. Now you find yourself a star. Dan, anything else about Kari Sane? Um, Well... We may not be presenting her with a May Young Classic trophy, and we may not be giving her a shot at the NXT Women's Championship, but Kari Sane, you get the highest honours from us here at the WNR podcast. Well done. Yes. So now we're going to wrap up. We are wrapping up as I speak. What are your final thoughts on the May Young Classic? What have you actually thought of the tournament? Um, there was a few letdowns, don't get me wrong. I think a majority of it was down to first round nerves. Um, but because from the second round onwards, 
I think we had reasonably acceptable matches and I think that was improving more and more as we got to the final. <coughs> Aside from Kari saying, of course, she was just impressive throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, is it something I'd like to see again? Perhaps, but in a couple of years' time, I think. You, you wouldn't want it again next summer? No, I think it'll be too soon to have it next summer. Maybe in, you know, two years' time, if not more. Or if they was going to go down this route, maybe do like a woman's Royal Rumble. That would be very interesting, the Rumble. Especially we've just seen 32 women there. We know that they can uh, they can fill out a Royal Rumble ring. They don't even need 30. They can just have 20. Bring a couple of NXT women up as well to the, the main roster. That would be great. Um, I'll tell you what I thought. At this stage, like, it's weird because... It, the way they've done it, I don't think the release of four episodes and then four episodes and then the live final by itself has helped it. I think you needed to release it uh, either, you know what I mean, Once you know, either one day after another building towards the live final or when you actually are filming it there, do it live. I know the expenses are a little bit more, but I just feel like... You know, you avoid the... We've done so much to avoid rumours, you know, up until the very last. And it's difficult. And you want to kind of take that excitement with you, don't you, and enjoy it. I think that's taken away a little something for it. But to be able to remember, you know, over half the women are in this. And I I, I won't forget them now. To be able to see them, to see Piper never getting given a chance in uh, in, in WWE... To, to see Serena Deeb come back, you know, to see Bianca Belair hit that fucking 450 off the top rope, to see um, Yim, Sarah Logan, I never knew I was going to like them, you know. Uh, so I think it's all good, good experience. And like you said, I wouldn't want to see it next year. Do you know what tournament, what tournament would you want next? Because I know what one I want. Tag team. It's got to be tag team, hasn't it? It's got to be tag team. I think that's all that's left. It's got to be. I mean, like 16 teams, so you've still got 32 people, yeah. you know. Or uh, even maybe a men's tournament. No, right. tag teams. Bring back all the old tag teams. Fuck it. I'm, you, you sold me on tag You bring the new tag teams in. you got like TM6 one and other people. Like the New Age Outlaws. Whoever, you know, Charlie Haas comes back and has a team against Gable. You can, you can just do it. Charlie you know? Haas teams up with Jason Jordan. Exactly. Do that. Against, uh, Benjamin Gable and, and Gable. Benjamin. That will happen on pay-per-view one time. No, I, I really, really think. Yeah, tag, tag team tournament. I really, really enjoy it. But I've enjoyed the May Young Classic. Uh, and it's been a, a big journey for us because we started this, like we say, September the 4th as we released our first episode, the first round. And then, of course, on the Wednesday, we released the second round. Uh, we released the second part of the first round. We did a double over the weekend. And now we're here for Podcast Extra, which we're releasing. And tomorrow. We sat down and we, we binge-watched it down, didn't we, over a couple of days. We've done the final and we couldn't have done it about each and every one of you. You got us through it. You know, your comments. Uh, to be able to listen to us. To feel like you're supporting us during it in a weird way as well. Uh, Dan, anything you'd like to say to the, the masses listening? Um, I'm sorry to any of the women I may have offended with my sexist comments. I do apologise and I don't mean it in of nastiness. I am a genuinely nice guy. And if you want to take me on a date, my phone number is... <laughs> no. Oh, it's totally there. <laughs> uh, I was say, Dan, it was it worth it? It was definitely worth it. Yeah, well, that's all that matters, isn't it? And if you want to let us know if it was worth it, what you thought of the final, what you thought of the whole tournament, like I say, do not forget the WNR one two five. Beginning of October, we celebrate the top twenty five women in 
WWE history. We'll be talking about the May Young Classic still. Maybe even a couple of May Young people might. We just don't know. And we've got that on the horizon. So women's wrestling is, you know, the women's revolution is just getting started here. Uh, and also next week, Dan, we've got the WNR one two two, which is WWE versus WCW. Yes, we're back there again. And what a time well, it we is. We have Bill Goldberg's debut. <laughs> and we also have the very moment that Austin laid his hands on the billionaire. It's kind of like, you know, the last moment Kevin Owens has <laughs> laid his hands on the billionaire. It's, you know, it's going back to, yes, what, it is. 20 years ago? Exactly 20 years ago as we released the podcast. So people, on that day in history, 20 years ago, you can listen to it happening. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, and like I say, 97 kicks off a huge year uh, up until the Attitude Era begins. We're going to be covering it all throughout the week. We've got so much coming up. If, you know, long-term listeners, we've got Controversial Characters Part 2 coming up. Everybody has been away in that episode for so long. That is happening. And if right? you haven't already heard it, Controversial Characters Part 1, mm-hmm. it's out there somewhere on the interweb. I'll tell you what episode it was. It was one of the first episodes. It was before I stopped. For, uh, it was before I forgot the episode numbers. Episode 16. Episode 16. 16, and we'll be going back to was that. Was that just after Jared left? Yeah, no, that was June Jack, and he picked uh, like Bradshaw. No, not Bradshaw. He oh, some... he was coming up with ridiculous yeah, moments, yeah, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. kayfabe moments. And of course, don't forget, you can listen to WNR's Top Ridiculous Moments as well on the podcast. But anyway, that's enough for today. If you want to contact us, let us know what's going on. We're on Twitter, at WW Network Review, or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We've also got a friend on Twitter... Yes, he's been a bit quiet of late, but I hear through the pipeline that he's going to have some pictures to upload oh. very soon. So mm. watch this spat, mini Chris Benoit. Yeah, and I think we're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network review. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Of course, all the Google platforms, WWE Network review on Google+. Send us an email to podcast at gmail.com. And on YouTube, we've got latest clips going up there. And the podcast got the same time now as you do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. And also Spreaker Radio. We've got the live shows. And if anybody wants live show, Survivor Series weekend. NXT TakeOver and Survivor Series. We will be live for both nights. And of course, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate and review. But that is it. And final, final, last person of my young classic though. Um, there's not a lot more I can say before my voice totally gives <laughs> out of me. My voice. <laughs> um, it's been a very long night, but totally worth it. And I hope you enjoyed our take on the women's May Young Classic. Yeah, been James Rowlands, and as always, by my side has been Dan White. No. <laughs> Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget WNL one two two this weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.